What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 34 of 3P Set Podcast. We are back in the building at Dead End Studios. You know what I'm saying? We're live. We're out here, you know, enjoying a nice, hot-ass day in Atlanta. It's warm as shit. It's like 100 degrees in this bitch. I came on the way with my window down thinking, oh, it's summertime. I can, you know, have the air on and the window down at the same time, just wasting energy. But but my arm was still just screeching. In fairness, you got on, like, two shirts, my guy. I mean, that's standard. You so. are definitely shirted up. <laughs> at least he's not in the sweater this time. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what I was thinking that time. Hey man, you gotta get your fits off before the jeans. comfort, am I right? Yeah. I mean, this is this this is this is what I'm comfortable in. This is standard. Gotta make sacrifices. The government's gonna add you to the watch. Yeah, I mean, I'm a I'm a multi environment kind of person, so you know it's hot outside, cool in my house. Bro, you know, it's cool in the studio, so I gotta I gotta dress for the for the occasion. I saw a nigga hop out of his car yesterday in the middle of the day in like fucking jeans and a and like a snow jacket. I'm like, bro. A snow jacket? I'm like, bro, that's like a bubble jacket. I'm like, bro, you look dumb as hell right I now. I mean, I'll do I'll do that during the week because it's cold as fuck in my office. And, I, you know, if I go outside, I just take it off. But, in, you nah, know, just. Nah, there's no mm, excuse. A bubble jacket? Dog. A bubble, a bubble jacket? jacket? That's a little. That's, that's excessive. in your office? Like, that's, that, I mean, hey, yeah. Hey, so in certain rooms, yeah. You noticed them, right? I mean, I wouldn't notice anybody getting out of their car. Like, I mean, noticed if, them, to right? be honest, if I bought a Montclair jacket, I'm wearing it all seasons. You just throw a fur coat on next to see how that shit goes. Well, shit, speaking of heat, anybody been listening to this new heat that dropped recently? I'm pretty sure it's this Ashton. Yes, it's Ashton. It's what, what heat did you listen to? Uh, I've been checking out Maxwell Cream's album. Who? Maxwell Cream. He's a rapper out of Houston. He's been dropping music since like 2013, I think. But uh, he's, I think he's down with Rock Nation. I think Rock Nation Management. I think his actual record label is, is like Republic. But yeah, he has a lot of features. He has a Schoolboy Q feature, a Travis Scott feature, um, a Megan Thee Stallion feature. It's mm. a really, really dope album. And uh, What makes it dope? I'm, I'm, I'm can't talk. Um, according to Rory from the Joe Bunt podcast, uh, Jay-Z actually sequenced this album. So, you know, he has a lot of heat behind him. But what makes the album good, he's a... I guess he's a Nigerian American. Well, his dad's from Nigeria, and his mom's like I guess regular black or whatever. And the whole album, like if you look at the the album cover, like half his face is him, and half his face is his dad. And it's called Brandon Banks. So he's talking about how he's like his father's son, how his father being in jail led him to lead the life that he's lived. And it's a really trapped out ass album. So it's it's if you like really gritty uh, trap raps, wouldn't it be more of trill rap since he's from Houston? No, if you listen to it, you wouldn't get the, you know how Houston artists have a certain sound to them. Mm-hmm. You would think this nigga's like, not necessarily from Atlanta, but you wouldn't think, he doesn't scream like a Houston artist. He didn't even have the Houston accent or nothing like that. Like you would assume Travis Scott would be from Houston before you would think he was from Houston. You feel me? At least that's what I got. He's a Houston Crip. So I was like, oh, okay, this is different. You usually hear about Houston Bloods. You don't hear a whole lot about Houston Crips. Okay. Got here on both sides. Yeah, but yeah, but um, Meet Again, that's a great song off of it. Uh, Drizzy Draco. Uh, Is it? That's not Drake? So there's a guy named Drizzy Draco? No, that's just the name of the song. Oh, <laughs> okay. It's called Drizzy Draco. But yeah, it's a, it's a... That's it's, a good PSN name. Yeah. Is it though? Is it Drake's PSN name? It sounds like a 13-year-old white kid on PSN. Yeah. Drizzy Draco. I would, yeah, so is it Drake's... I would uh, use it. Yeah. It's, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but it's really... Drake's my dad. It doesn't. It doesn't follow like a real concept, but you hear like his dad 
let's sit down and have a real conversation, you know. So the whole album is him having, like, pretty much him having a conversation with his dad about why he is the way he is and how his dad being in and out of prison led him to be this way. And it's really interesting because he gets to this point where, like, he has this, this is one album where he talks about um, him and his brother and them fighting and his dad's telling them, hey, guys, you shouldn't fight your brothers. And that brought me back to the Chance's album because he had, Chance essentially had the same skit. We're talking about um, on the track where it's him and his brother. It was the one with uh, John Witherspoon? Yeah. It's about, oh, y- y'all are brothers. I shouldn't be fighting. It's damn near word for word, the exact same thing. I was like, Did, what? Like, so that's it. Like, that's the like. conflict. I guess so. But yeah. Did you? I wasn't here for that last episode. Did y'all? How did y'all feel about that Chance album? Did you see that meme uh, about his the, the song? Yes, I oh, love why, my why, wife. That's the album. Ah. That's essentially like I got. I probably got like maybe sixty percent through, oh, and yeah. that that was that was the album. I like, don't know anybody who listened to it all the way through. Like it was. Yeah, I still just listened to two songs off there and one skit apparently because for some reason Spotify <clears> put like a skit in the playlist. Yeah, it just, I just didn't think it was a, it just, people, people were not wanting what he put out in general. Mm-hmm. Nobody was checking for exactly what he was doing. I, I got, it's like, I got it. It was like a, it honestly sounded like a, an album a youth pastor would put together. It did. <laughs> yeah. I think it, it was very, it was very like pseudo gospel. It's kind of like if he was trying to do uh, Waves, the, mm-hmm. the song that he did for Kanye West, is this, it's as if he was trying to do that for an album long. I just feel like he's been trying to capture what they did on ultra light beams for the longest time yeah. since then. Mm-hmm. Like it worked once, once. <laughs> and it was coloring book was decent, but it's either, you know, I'm not sure this is the right sound for him at this point. You know, it, it really was not. What I think he was trying to do was have an album. You can play for everybody. Like you can have that. You can put an album on and your mom can be in the car. Your dad can be in the car. Your grandma, your little kids, your little cousins. So you want like a, like a whole kids bop. I see, but he's at a. I guess you would say he's at like a certain point in his life. Because I talked to my uh, my older brother, and if you know anything about him, he doesn't. He's, this nigga loves '90s gritty, like drug raps. So it's like he told me he liked that. I was like, why? This, this is totally outside your wheelhouse. And he was just like, it's like a good family. I was like, I it. He didn't necessarily say it resonated with him, but at this point in. His life where he's at, with it's like, kids. It's like his family when, reunion album. Yeah, like with young kids and you know, a still like young marriage. It's like okay, I understand. Yeah, I, I, feel, I under, he's like basically he's like I understand the the place he's in in his life, which is, which is cool. So I guess he made an album for that, and then um, he's done interviews and things since the albums come out. He's pretty much said like yeah, the whole album is based about his wedding and leading up into his wedding and like a little bit after his wedding, and that's the whole basis of the album in and of itself so it's like a lot of the critiques I've been seeing is like well no one knows who your wife is but Chance you're not supposed to yeah but Chance has hinted at his wife all throughout most of his albums from I don't know about 10 Day I never really listened to 10 Day on Acid Rap he talks about his girlfriend there he talks about his girlfriend a lot on um, Coloring Book um, Surf like every album he's had hints about who this person is and I think he was thinking this is going to be the big debut this relationship that I've been hitting at this entire time, like I'm on smoke again on coloring book. That's about his this now wife. So essentially he's like, okay, everyone loved this one song on this album. Now I'm gonna give you the more of the backstory behind what is where I'm coming from with this. So I think that's what that's what he was thinking. But I just don't think he I don't even know if it say he didn't execute guys, I think he got what he was going for. Yeah. It's just people just didn't like it. Yeah. I mean it's 
I mean, lyrically, I think I appreciate this Chance album more than others. I thought lyrically it was great. I feel like I really that lyrically it re- was great. Yeah, I feel oh, like it re- I really I feel like it revealed what type I guess like what type of rapper Chance is, and it didn't. I feel like it really didn't. It didn't meld with that type of album. This was like they feel like the, like beat wise, it just it was terrible. To me, yeah, I think that's the main reason why nobody Your really production. liked this album. The production was just it was it Who just wasn't good. It? I don't even know. I, I didn't even care to look. It was <laughs> just, like, pretty much, he's worked with the same people that produce almost all his projects. Yeah, so. it, it just it just wasn't it just wasn't there for me at all. Um, but I can understand how some people would see it because like. Most of the album was is very family related. It's very much like you know I'm ready to be with this one person for the rest of my life. I'm looking forward to the future with this one person. Yeah, and you say you try to make like a dancing a, a dance album. It's like I mean it's probably re- regional dancing album because like some yeah. of it was like very you know Chicago step. Yeah, but, I just feel like if he made it an album about any other subject, I think it would have been better. Well, I think if if like making an album about your wedding, is it? I, I feel like it wasn't really. That accessible, yeah, niggas. I, like I don't care about that shit. No, I, feel, I mean I even you. even if you even if you did, it just just just. Yeah. Well, it he, isn't an album that you would want. It, like it, an album about a wedding is great for a wedding, but it isn't really great to listen to at any other time. Yeah, when the coloring book <laughs> come out, like twenty sixteen, yeah, twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen. Yeah, so it's been what two to three years. We've been waiting on a new Chance project, and he said since that time he's been working on this album this entire time. And he said his original concept with the album that he wanted to go for was the best album ever, right? But he had such a broad concept. He's like, I was making songs, but I had no idea how to put it together. Until I hit to his wedding reception, he said one of his friends just put on like this one like playlist of music, and everyone was up, everyone's dancing, everyone's having a good time. He said, "This is it. This is the feeling I want to give people." When I have my uh, yeah, but making a playlist and making an album are two different things. Yeah, yeah, no, and good. then they come out differently if you try and package that as an album. People be like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, I yeah. even drank it. It was like, "Oh yeah, it's a playlist album thing." Yeah, I think I think it was too. I think it was too broad because when you try to when you try to be too versatile, your message kind of gets blurred. Mm-hmm. It, it, I feel like the message was. I mean, the overall message was. I, love, I mean, it really was. I love my wife, but. Everything else was just kind of like it was kind of blurred. Like he was, he was trying to. When you try to please everybody, um, it's. I think that kind of you end up pleasing nobody. Yeah, you end up pleasing nobody. You give no one what they really want. Now, Game of Thrones ending. Yeah. Well, now, um, people do like this album. Like, yeah, I can. Understand, if you I can go understand. On Chance's Twitter. All he does is retweet the people who actually do like his album. Granted, I mean, if you, the vast majority of these people are white, but if you are I mean, a true fan base, if you are a chance, if you are like a true chance fan, then yeah, you you probably would really enjoy this album. Like if you've been following the stuff that you've been mm-hmm. doing up until this point, then yeah, you would really appreciate this album. But for somebody who didn't really like all of the songs that he put out um, in the in the between time. I didn't really, I didn't, I didn't really like this album. Some, some of it was fun, it was cool, but I, none of it I really enjoyed to the point where I would want to save or listen to it ever again. No, I feel you. It's, it's, I remember the moment I kind of stopped liking Chance as much as I. I was be a big Chance fan at the Acid. Cause I didn't really like Acid Rap at first, really? except when it came out. Me and Madrid was playing uh, Halo <laughs> Three at his at his house, and he had it on and he played it like four times in a row. The first two times I hated it. I was like, bro, turn this shit off. I was just thinking that we were in the middle of a fight or some shit. And then, like the third time it came on, I was like, it clicked. I was like, oh, okay, I get it. This shit's hard. I mean, yeah, because it clicked the second time around for me. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. It may, it may. Mm-hmm. I think as as we get older, like we may understand it later. But right now, it just 
doesn't, yeah. it just doesn't click. Yeah, but that Acid Rap was an album about a young man like going through turmoil. There's a lot of this about his uh, his friends dying and him being scared and him experimenting with drugs, trying to escape the pain. It was a lot of it was like it hit us at a certain time. I like it was, at least me personally, we were all going through this transitional phase. It was the summer after my, <laughs> my freshman year of college. So it was like you know that's the first time I ever started having like friends that it's the first time I'm seeing people around me like. You know, people smoked weed in high school. It was like really like some Reggie, some bullshit. Now, like I see people like, no, I'm buying weed actively. I'm doing these things. I'm that a drug they, user. Yeah, like I yeah. I do drugs. I do this, this daily. This, yeah, this is what I do. Like this might be my defining aspect of me is the fact that I do drugs, right? So it's like at this time, it was like okay, it Damn, resonated me at a, <laughs> it resonated <laughs> with me at a certain point. But um, and even going into coloring book, that's still like. It's like all the questions he had on acid rap is like he answered them with coloring book. He's like, okay, this is me. I found religion. I found God. I found Christianity. This is how, I, how sad I was on acid rap. The way I've got past this was by finding God. And I was like, okay, cool. I, you know, you may or may not agree with that, but I get the concept behind. It. It's like, okay, I give you with a lot of questions here. Now, three years later, this is where I'm at. And now, post that, it's just like this is just a. The next point in his life, so I see the transition that he was going for. But again, I also think the sound worked. Did, did does anybody know if he's uh, still working with the Social Experiment? Yeah, that's his band. This, like, that's, that, that was, this is still still the same group. Yeah, I feel like if he would if he went closer to Surf, it would have been much better. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but like, if he because I really like I really liked his like Surf was when he did Sunday Candy. I was like, okay, great. Here's that, a rapper that could do like. Like a broad, a rapper that could do a Broadway play. That's mm-hmm. cool. Like we don't really have that. That's great. He went into that lane with that album, and I feel like it was amazing because there were plenty of songs on there that were that were uplifting and basically things that he was trying to do on um, the this, this, yeah. Yeah. surface slept on. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's, they're still sleeping on. Uh, like they're. I feel like if he went deeper into that with the act, because I don't think he was really into the god, like really into the gospel sound just yet. Mm-hmm. And so if he's he, playing with it though, if he were if he were to if he were to like combine those two, then it would have been a great album that we'd have put out. But I feel like mm-hmm. he, since he was trying to also get the, I guess like his fan base got younger. Like I, I won't say he got younger; his fan base never it, changed. I think it broadened. They, I feel like they really, yeah. Because I, I I distinctly remember working at um, Redacted, and I was sitting there. And I remember this white woman saying, "Oh yeah, I just love Chance the Rapper because like he's a black guy and he raps, and, but he, like he makes really positive songs. I think that's what kids in the hood really need, like a positive influence." And I was like, "Oh, oh fuck this nigga!" <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I think that white woman was onto something. She knows what the hood needs. <laughs> uh, she has the specific layer of expertise, and it needs an Arden's Garden. No, but like after Coloring Book, <laughs> like he went on this. I, I don't know if it's called like a victory lap or whatever, but where you're on like every late show and night show mm-hmm. and yeah, doing performances. Was, if you do performances on Jimmy Fallon, it's so you can white people can watch you what you're doing. It's because he's mm-hmm. an industry plant. Stable. Yeah. So it's um <laughs> I definitely think his fan base has changed one hundred percent from what it used to be, but his music has yeah. also changed too. Because I remember going to that chance concert for coloring book and I was looking around, I was like Look like a Tyler the Creator concert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was some shit. Josh, you was there. Yeah, yeah. I was like, Damn, I mean, it was, this... I mean, I, it was expected. Yeah, like I know when people make a certain in hip hop, if you're making a certain genre, like if you're doing like a people who like people who smoke weed a lot or do a lot of drugs, whoever they listen to, whoever they like, if you go to their concert, it's most likely it's going to be. It's most likely though. Yeah, 
I, I, I don't know. I just like expected a little more black people than that, but it was weird. It was right around the time those three hats came out too. So mm-hmm. you know how how white boys ate that shit up. Yeah. Well, I guess into a bigger conversation about well, raps and concerts because you know concert tickets get more and more expensive. They, they kind of price people out, but that's a different thing, different topic for a different day. But um, did y'all see Chance's tweets about his album? Mm-hmm. How you know, people felt about it? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Chance the rapper. I'm getting this crazy feeling that people want me to kill myself. That's not my vibe at all, but feel the pu- but I feel the push. And I feel like even more than that, some people want me to feel ashamed. Shame is heavy, yo. And feeling shame for something that you once that you were once prideful about is super heavy. What's really weird is that music is the number one thing that influences how I feel on the day. Like can really push me to the one side or the other. This nigga's way too positive. Yeah. <laughs> and that's super raw to me. Because I'm sure that there's other people that get their feel from music. So anybody out there that texts me the past few days, I appreciate you. Has he never received negative criticism for any of his albums? Never. And this is the first time he ever uh, has? People, people were divisive about Coloring Book. But that's because some people... But, but, but overall... Every- but people didn't like Coloring Book because it's too positive. No one said Coloring Book in and of itself was a bad album. Yeah. yeah. It was just like, I oh, appreciated I just don't that like, album more than I like liked this, it. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. don't like this sound. In fairness, though, like people have been looking for reasons to like really rip into Chance for like a long mm-hmm. time now. They finally like, got I wonder chance. if part of the reason why he this album was like more about how he loves his wife is because people on the internet would start slandering how ugly they thought she was and things like that. Like I remember I've seen when he engaged, when he proposed to her, mm-hmm. people were taking pictures of his wife and like they were they were they were doing some real nasty shit. Like just comparing her and calling her ugly and shit like that. And I wonder if part of that's like to help boost her own ego or like help like reaffirm his own love for her or just tell everybody to fuck off or what. Because yeah. people are on the internet with chance it's the weirdest fucking thing. They hate his whole family. Yeah, you hate to see it. Yeah, that's a he talked about that too to a certain so this was in old old older interviews when Acid Rap came out in coloring book, he was all right, remember when Chance of being a superhero and he's trying to save Chicago public schools. Mm-hmm. He was in there calling the telling the mayor, Do your job, do your job and then the mayor got the Chicago Tribune to write a article about how Chance is a deadbeat father because he hasn't married his wife. I remember something about that. Yeah, I so, remember parts. Yeah, so they basically dug up all this like bad, like essentially saying, "Oh, he's been with this woman his whole her whole life." But they are it basically they wrote a hit piece about Chance the Rapper because he was getting all the he's giving that all this negative him. press to the mayor. Yeah, exactly right. And at that time, we talked about like that was really. Big because I was like a lot of my personal information is out in the streets. He also was like, he almost lost his wife because he just said he met her when he was like kids. Essentially, like, they were like six or something when he first met her. So he was just like, yeah, and I was with her, and then she had my baby, and I was still being an artist, living an artist life. And I fucked up, and she pretty much told me she's gonna leave me and take my kid and take everything away from me. So I had to fight and get her all back and. This is like the combination of all of that. Like, yeah. So in the so like in the middle of him, or I guess like like did they write it when it was happening, or was like I guess like when they that, were not together when they when the article came out. And so article, in the middle of him going through that, the article the article came out. Yeah, I in mean, the middle of him, an article. So yeah, that's yeah, that's that, that kind of sucks. Yes, and then I think that honestly that necessarily influenced him, but with that in mind, he fought to get his wife back. So I could see like his wife is a big part of him. Like she's literally been there every step of his life. Every step of the way of his life, so it's like okay, cool. This is my album. 
this is my thank you to you album. Mm. Like I made a thank you to drugs album. I made a thank you to God album. Here's a thank you to my wife album. Yeah, but when you're the rest of your fan base is probably not married, it's harder to relate to. Yeah. 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 But essentially the tweets ended up he, he ended up joking and saying that at the end of the day, uh, I'm hundred percent sure that I do love my wife. But people interpreted what he was saying as like he was suicidal because people didn't like his album. He's like, No, that's not the vibe I'm on at all. I'm not suicidal about my album. I just feel like y'all want me to be suicidal about my album. That's an extreme take. Yeah. Which but which led me to believe that he's never since he hasn't received any really negative yeah, but, um, reviews. But, yeah, but what Eric Abadu say, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. Yeah. So I, I mean when when it's like how many this is his fourth his fourth release, fifth, fourth or fifth release? Yeah, I mean it And this is his, the first time anybody's like, Yeah, you should suck. Yeah, and it's his quote unquote <laughs> debut album. Yeah, that's a pretty good record. I, like Yeah, is this the one you actually yeah, I wouldn't say he the one that actually tried on, but so this I is the rapper's album. He just didn't tell it. Like he yeah. just came out of Arco say Coloring I don't like, was an album. I, I like, but Surf was an album. Like, come on, son. In fact, Quiet as Cup, Surf was the first streaming the first streaming album on Apple. Because you got it for free on iTunes. So when they were still think to working at Apple Music, Surf was the first album they put out to test to see if it could work. Except for that U2 shit they fucked in. Forced yeah, under yeah. our phones. Oh yeah, that was bullshit. I had to go look up how to uninstall a fucking album. <laughs> I think that like guaranteed that I'll never in my life listen to U2. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's is again, it's it's just weird to see him see react. Now I'm even more interested in his next project to see like how he responds. I see him make an album about praising God and selling drugs, and I think we'll all before we'll jump back on the train. I don't know. Thank you, Lord, for this dope down about the flip. <laughs> like, I assume the next logical step in this album process would be an album about being a young father and loving your kids. Oh, man. Like, I, I, I could only reasonably assume. <laughs> I mean, as long as, it's, as, long as but, it slaps. Yeah, but after this after this backlash, I really don't know. Like, I he mean, can't go back to... I respect, can't go back to acid rap. I, ref- I respect him for rapping about what he knows mm-hmm. and, like, always taking the risks because, like, I mean, you have to know, like, from where you started to where you are now, like, you're going to lose and gain fans because of how different your sound is. But I just don't know, man. Like, I like him as a person, but it's just the sound isn't there. And maybe it's just, like, I'm not the target demographic anymore, but if... I'm not the target demographic for Chance the Rapper. Yeah, he's our age. He's literally yeah. like 26, 27 years old. Like, come on. Yeah, it's it's really weird that there's a rapper my age who I cannot relate to. That you started out relating <laughs> to. Hello, yeah. yeah, who essentially more or less turned into a youth pastor. It's just like your friend goes to I'm, prison and comes back and all of a sudden he's found like the nation of Islam or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like if you, I guess like, like reading, like reading his tweets throughout the years is like the people who was, he was always interacting were people who were, you know, early twenties. Mm-hmm. I mean, we did this, you did a song with YVN Corday and mm-hmm. somebody else, all the videos that he's putting out with things or things that, you know, the, the youth are into. He's, he's really into like being involved with the youth, but he puts in, he puts out an album that they can't relate to at all. Yeah. But I think it's one of those things like he's just at a different place in his life. And then look at Chance's influence. Like he personally knows Barack and Michelle Obama. Like he's I mean it's it's, it's I think all, he's, all he's all accomplished all, for sure. Yeah, all, no, no. all in all, I really don't think it's a subject matter. It just wasn't in a package that anybody wanted. Yeah. I can agree with that. I think it was the delivery. It's it was, it's just like, the sound alone. It was, sonically it was not pleasing to not, me. And I mean it was like the specific type of like like have y'all ever listened to like gospel rap? Yes. It's 
not good. It's just not good. Like I remember, like anytime I would go home, my mom, my mom listened to gospel rap for a long, for like a long time. I'm gl- I'm so glad she got out of that. Uh, whatever, <laughs> she was what, to put you on. whatever that phase was, I'm so glad. Like anytime I go home, is not is not blessing, but it's like gospel rap is just it's just not good. Yeah, but that's she song, knows you make music. She's terrible. To, like, Come on, Josh. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's the title that Chance is trying to fight. He said, "I'm not a gospel rapper." Like I talk about my religion because it's important to me, but I wouldn't. He would He doesn't classify himself as a Christian. Rap or gospel rap. Well, he's getting real close. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, like Lecrae. Lecrae was this big like, gospel rapper. He's been fighting that term. Lecrae's not a gospel rapper anymore? He says he's not. He doesn't want to put him saying that he does his gospel rap, though he maps 95% of his songs revolve around him and his religion. He's just putting to, me in that box. He's trying to sell. Limit, he's yeah, trying to sell. Limit, limit some or whatever. But uh, speaking of uh, packages, did any of y'all listen to that Drake care package? I'll listen technically. to Technically. Yeah, technically. <laughs> I was like, these are these are old songs. Yeah. It was cool having them like in one place mm-hmm. on Apple Music. But it's the first time all any of those songs were streamed. Which was cool. Mm-hmm. But you know, I can't really get too excited about shit that I've heard. Yeah, but it was still the number one album the week it came out. So that's not shocking. It sold like a hundred thousand copies. No, it was like he still becomes the number one. He sells a hundred thousand of old songs, like literally songs everyone's heard well, before. These songs came out like how long ago? There's a whole new generation of kids who probably haven't listened to a lot of that. It, I mean, greatest hits, oh, wow, greatest hits albums have always. Cool. I, I feel like they've always sold well. There's not what? greatest hits. I mean, it there's technically, just, there's Lucy's. Ten, I mean, technically, they're just. I mean, songs, what, I mean, what else came out when the Care Package came out that could have really competed with it? Um, <laughs> the Chances album. Uh, no, Chances album came out the week before, I yeah. believe. Uh, YB and Cordae album came out the week before. Right. There's nothing really to compete, but still, like mm-hmm. YB and Cordae did like 30,000. Drake did with old song. Granted, Drake is a whole nother level than YB and Cordae. It's, uh, it's the fact he he still did 100,000. Like most people, 100,000 first week for most rappers today is a feat. Drake did what Chance did with old songs. I mean, he has the ability to say, this is this is Drake. Yeah, this is Drake. Yeah, but so Drake, pe- everybody's gonna listen to it. Yeah, just that simple. Drake, Drake yeah. put out new music, and even if it's old music, people are at least gonna go download it and re-listen. To at it. least check it out. Yeah, like my like probably my favorite Drake song is probably the Motion because like I really like enjoyed the sound of it, and it's like the fact I always had to go to YouTube to, f- to listen to that song. Yeah, I respect that. So just like okay, now having it all in one place is is more convenient, and even gets the like the five a.m. Toronto's, the six p.m. and Calabasas, you know, you got those joints on there. Uh, trust issues, you know, it's just a lot of. Not even in Dallas isn't on there, is it? I don't think so. No, and I am less interested. But yeah, uh, it is funny that you bring it up. Um, how Drake did what Chance did in the same album because people, a lot of people look at that Chance album as being this is his shot to make it into the big, making that big three of Drake, Cole, and Kendrick. To be like, okay, do we have to add Chance into that now? Oh man, if he was, he had, he had a lot of pressure. I don't like, think I don't think he was really going for that. But Drake, Cole, and Kendrick are all like a little bit like as far as like rap generations go, they're like previous mm-hmm. rap generation. They're all a little bit older than Chance, not yeah, by a lot. But yeah, they, but like he's doing like big like Chance the rap is really really big. Like everyone fucks with Chance, so it's like okay, here's this. He comes in. If Chance does like four hundred thousand first week. Now you have to look at Chance. You have to look at Chance differently. Like oh, he's on a different level than like. Anderson Park. Oh, I think yeah. I, I think I really compared them two together. Anderson Park and that Chance the Rapper. That's a weird comparison. I feel like, like they're they're in the same vein, but do it. Do, they're in the same vein, but do it very very they're differently. Each, they're each other's yeah. tethers. 
Like basically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anderson Pack is like, like not not they're not that they're on the same level talent wise or anything, but I I see them as I guess like in, in comparison, they would be like the Michael Jackson and then um, Prince when it comes to their approach and how, I guess like how they receive not mm-hmm. talent wise, but like in general how they're related in the same kind of way, mm-hmm. but but still um, very different. Okay. Um. I can just see like their subject matter is kind of the opposite, but also like positive message same time. Yeah. It's just like uh, Pac might be a little bit more grounded in misogyny. Misogyny. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> Chance, if, Ch- if Chance really had that, I feel like Chance really needed a misogynistic album because because like uh, was it uh, Ventura was the Oh I Love My I mean Ventura that was Oh I Love My Wife. Mm-hmm. It was just yeah. done better. Yeah, that was I fucked up. I love my wife. Please love me back. I'm sorry, baby. I'm sorry, baby. <laughs> Niggas don't it. even beg anymore. <laughs> Basically, it was, it was almost as if he was uh, apologizing for no for no for the No Worries album. <laughs> yeah. All <laughs> oh, my bitches cook grits. <laughs> I apologize for calling you a bitch 372 times on one album. My bad. It was out of love. Yeah. I wasn't talking about you. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, the <laughs> that's the worst part. <laughs> yeah, but I think. This is before it, we met. It, this will be the last <laughs> thing we talk about, Chance. But I think Chance needs like an EP, like someone to guide his sound because he's been. The, I want to say that the thing about being EP with Metro Boomin. I mean, when you when you te- when you get <laughs> maybe so when you essentially EP <laughs> Kanye's album, like who who can yeah you do that and also like when you're a really very successful when your first album or your first project is ever like very very successful. No one can really tell you what to do in your next project because like, oh, what do I know? Like uh, Kendrick. Kendrick's first album, uh, Good Kid, Mad City. It was super, super successful. So on to Pepper Butterfly, no one could tell Kendrick, oh, you can't make this type of album because he just did a million with his first album. So, like, all right, cool, rock out. And to Pepper Butterfly, I love that album, but it's very, very dense, and I can completely understand why someone doesn't like it. In that same vein, though, if your first couple albums are like, considered really, really good, you have a lot of pressure to like put out that much that high quality again and again and again mm-hmm. but you also and have you're eventually gonna miss like it's statistically impossible yeah, you're gonna miss and it's one of those things is like actually if Chance was not independent and he actually signed to a record label I don't think a record label lets Chance put this album out absolutely I mean, not they yeah. said they're like no no fuck no this is not gonna Even work we know this isn't gonna work <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I feel like he I guess because he's had all these opportunities um, he's I guess he's less willing to reach out to have somebody uh even though you have the resources like i feel like he could have literally asked anybody like hey can you come mm-hmm. you know take a look at this do you think this is you know a direction but i should go if you're chance a rapper who do you ask other than kanye like who else do you really ask to produce an album about what's essentially chicago themed music i remember him and kanye were working on an album called good ass job like mm-hmm. they were working he told about yeah we worked on it it's i mean there. W- i mean i'm pretty sure you can tap mike dean yeah I'm pretty sure he has resources. I feel like he has resources for musicians, for somebody who can, somebody who has a very, very specific sound. Not he wouldn't get like a general. He he wouldn't necessarily get like you know like a Rick Rubin, but he would get somebody who has a very specific sound and kind of like gear it towards you know whatever whatever they're doing. Yeah, so and I not know. just rely on himself. In this day and age, where albums like leak all the time and shit like that, and I just find it very hard to believe like you can really afford to have like a really big circle when you are like a. How, a household name like chances at this point i wouldn't say, i wouldn't say a circle but like just have somebody on a rolodex you can call to do something specific yeah like josh you're the as the producer and rapper on the podcast like when you were making a project do you just lock in and you just go every day and it's like all right this is what i'm doing i'm solely focused on this one sound to create what you're trying to create 
Uh, if it's if it's like uh, if there is an album mode that I have, yeah, there's, there's there's a very specific thing that I'm going for. But if I had the res, I'll put it this way: if I had the resources to ask Mike Dean to do something, I would ask Mike Dean. If I had the resources to ask, you know, Pete Rock, Madlib to do something, then I would. Mm-hmm. Because like I, I guess like as a as a producer rapper, but also a fan of music, I know. What has been done? I guess like what's been done in the past to make a great album. So I feel like my my <coughs> process would be a lot different than his. Yeah, because that's what Chance essentially said in his, one of his interviews. He was just like, "Yeah, I uh, I wake up every day. I come outside. There's a beach just to the. If I make a left, I'm gonna go to the beach. I'm gonna make a right. I'm going to the studio. I make, I've been making this right for like the last three months. And all I do, I wake up, go to the studio. I'm there all day. I come home. I go to sleep." He's just like he's been in his monotonous stones. It's like that's why his sound is like that because he gets you know you get locked into a certain sound. Which is the big criticism about crit albums? Which is the big criticism about a lot of J Cole albums? It's like it's the same beat patterns, the same like. Granted, those are different, but it's like this. It, it doesn't. You need more. Um, not say better production, but more varied production or whatever. Yeah, I, yeah. If he had more varied, if he yeah, had varied production, production, it would be better. Like on Crit, on the last Crit album, um, Crit only produced one song on there. Um, Blue Flame Ballet. Everything else is uh, is executive produced by uh, Rico Love. He had beats from everybody on there. He's like in in his interviews. He talks about yeah, this is the first time I ever had an album where I could just rap. Like I didn't have to think about making beats or mixing or how everything sounds. All I had to do, only thing I had to focus on was just writing raps, and it was really enjoyable to do that. Like I can know I've done the whole. I produced everything. I've done that. I don't have to do that anymore. So it's cool. But um, did y'all know that Jeezy's coming out the new album? Why? I I've heard I, there's songs that I hear on the radio where I'm not sure if it's new because I don't really listen to him that much. Son, I'm shocked because Jeezy retired after Church in the Streets. Jeezy said that was gonna be his church la- in the it streets. was Church in the Streets, and then he dropped um. <laughs> right, niggas retire Trapper, every day. I think it was come I right think it was back out. Three. I feel like Trapper, the one that the one that dropped last like last summer. Like last summer, two summers ago, yeah, Trapper Die Three. I think that was he said. This is my last album. I'm retiring, and he just came back with an artist called uh, Diego, because you know uh, on GZ first time he said I want that Boston George and Diego money. Then he had a group with him, and he's took on a new persona called Boston George, and the rapper was Diego, and they dropped a mixtape. And it, it, you know, I saw it, I listened to it like once. It was like it was it was cool or whatever. But he's back. I feel like after a certain age, like. Rappers and they should like apply for a special permit to keep putting out new music. Nobody's really? trying. Nobody's trying to hear I mean, that unless, shit. Unless no, you're, Jay-Z. unless you're, on, unless you're on a certain level. Yeah, like yeah. unless you're Jay Z. Like I don't want to fucking literally hear Jay-Z unless, unless you're unless age. you're Jay Z. Like no. you really, you like, should you really. Have, you have to run that by us. Like, <laughs> like, you, like you should, you should make, maybe like do do mixtapes, executive executive produced investments, mm-hmm. make your money literally any other way. No, she does. Maybe, yeah, like, invest in other artists who are newer. No, and can um, relate. I don't want to hear fucking Jeezy still rapping about the same shit. No, why? Jeezy, 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 executive produced YG's first album. Great, uh, my crazy life. Yeah, so yeah he's good done, for he, him. He's done that, but um, point still stands. But Jeezy, like like Ross, which we will get to in a second. They having this entrenched fan base. So every time Jeezy drops, he's going to do eighty. Maybe, he's, maybe, he's maybe. Gonna, I think Ross can do, do it though. He's going to do seventy five to ninety k first week sale just because Jeezy has an, an entrenched fan base that no matter. No matter what Jeezy puts out, he's going to do a consistent number that you can't hate on. You know, so it, it doesn't. It makes not to say it makes sense for him to keep putting out music, but he's no. 
G, ain't like Jeezy gonna come out and do thirty thousand. That's never gonna happen because he already has his built-in. People been rocking with Jeezy for years. Yeah. Like it's you can drop, but I'm probably just not gonna listen. I, think I, might, I might because I listen. I listen to Drop It Die Three because I, yeah. I, I was I was a, this, a big Jeezy. And fan. his new album is uh, The Legend of the Snowman TM One Hundred Four. Then it's like the Thug Motivation. Like he hasn't dropped a bad Thug Motivation album, so it's like, oh, you're going back to your namesake. Well, you know, not say what yeah, made you. Yeah, he's trying to pull on nostalgia strings. If he, if he, to, to be honest, if I really hope some new shirts come out. Jeezy the Snowman shirts are really hope. Are really Put a spin on it. We need those shits abandoned middle schools right now. I'm saying we know we need them back. Because those shits we we were able to wear them for like two days. What are Snowman shirts? You never seen the Snowman? It's literally just an angry Snowman on a T-shirt. You never saw like oh a my black God. tall team with a snowman. snowman. Do they snowman? have like a grill? I, some of them had some grills, but I'm really... thinking Jack Frost in my head. Yeah, yeah. it's just it's the, Jack Frost, but just, just the most basic snowman. Was it like those T-shirts that had like SpongeBob with a grill on them and shit like oh, that? Same, going, same, not, same era, same, same energy, okay. same vibe. Yeah. I, I can picture it in my head at least. I've seen that. And they were yeah. you could wear them in school for yeah. like when they came out, you could wear them in school for those first two weeks why and then they, all the rest of It's why, a couple of days in Savannah. Why they, like, that's drug paraphernalia. Uh, yeah, because yeah, <laughs> he's a snowman, it's a reference to cocaine. Uh, like there's like, oh yeah, niggas aren't doing coke they, in middle school. No, that's how you knew how big Jeezy what was. Middle school you go like to? even <laughs> the, everyone knew like no, this is about drugs. This is like I don't care. I mean that's that is like that is real trap music. Like that's when I missed that when trap music was really about drug trafficking mm-hmm. all right but i don't hear that from jeezy still i feel like Pusha t has the old man cocaine game on lock at this point nah and nah, i still need it like what jeezy does with especially with thumb motivation it's literally drug it's not drug it's not just oh i'm selling coke i'm trafficking coke like it's yeah. in the, like it's in the trunk it's taped up I, refi- like, I yeah. don't believe that nigga is still trapped. This is how you, you, know know, this I, is I how the, you cook. This is how you stretch out a brick. I, you know what I'm saying? I got, I got the Ford Focus like Tetris. I don't <laughs> believe he's anywhere. Full of bricks. I don't think he's anywhere close to that game anymore. Yeah, no, of course not. But even on G- on the Motivation 101, if you look at the album cover, it's all these boxes full of money. According to Jeezy, that's all real money. He really had a million dollars in cash. In fact, he said he only had like 800000 on him. He had to call up some of his homeboys to bring another 200000 just so he can do this album shoot, which is $100 million, or a million dollars in cash on his, on his album cover. That You can choose to believe that or not. But what the great thing about hey, Thug bro, Motivation... Hey, bro, can you bring up two, 200K? Nigga, what? <laughs> I, I am not you. Hopefully, I'm on a landline so I can... <laughs> <laughs> the fuck? You are the rich one. <laughs> but like, the great thing about Thug Motivation, he's like, songs like Standing Ovation. Like, it's literally, even if you're not selling drugs, you listen to that album. Like, I listen, it's a perfect song album you listen to it and it's just like the world is yours and everything get it it's out there get on your grind to get it yeah standing ovation yeah like it's, yeah like, every, like uh the motivation one-on-one it's let's get it like that's literally the, the essence you get from but if it. i want to listen to that shit i'm just gonna go listen to that shit yeah then one on two is there but every album is different one on two is the inspiration it's like okay and I motivated you. Now let me inspire you, which is two different things. And then, and then 103 was more, you know, 103 had its hits. It's it just 103 was such a long gap between, what was it, uh, The Recession and 103. Oh, man, I really enjoyed The Recession. The Recession is my favorite Jeezy album. But it was such a long gap between those two that it was just like, okay, cool, I see. But it, it just didn't hit the way it was. It. 103, Recession came out like sophomore year of high school. The Recession didn't come out to freshman year of college. I already know that because Jeezy performed that uh, Howard song coming. And he kept screaming about how 103 is on the way. It came out that December. But, um, yeah. Anybody check that new Ross album? 
He just I came Friday. So I, I didn't even know it was. I didn't even know it was coming. Yeah, out. Port of Miami too. Um, nope. It's great. It's. I mean, is it, is it classic Ross? Yeah. I mean, was it? I mean, I kind of listened to the album before I this heard, one. I heard Pusha T's cut verse from Maybach Music Five, which, Six. By, by the way, how the fuck is he still making Maybach Music tracks? <laughs> but I heard, I saw that was trending on Twitter the other day because mm-hmm. it was apparently super fire. But I yeah, didn't listen to it. It, it was. Um, the whole thing was he. On Midnight Music 6, it's Ross. It, with a leak that's supposed to be Ross, Lil Wayne, and Pusha T. So, <laughs> and then Pusha that, T started <laughs> talking crazy? Oh, Pusha T's verse, he's he essentially started out with like... Uh, he's taking shots at him? Not Wayne, more so Dre. He talks about everything. It's like, like you can say, okay, yeah, yeah, he, yeah he, he came in talking this shit. Talking this shit. Like, it's a great, it's a great verse. And everyone thought, oh, I guess Pusha T, the reason not on the album, everyone originally assumed, oh, I guess because Pusha T didn't want to be on the album. Because he didn't want to be on the track of Wayne, because you know him and Wayne got beef. Going back, we talked about this. Check our previous episodes. But Pusha T's uh, I don't not to say his manager. Whose idea was this though? Ross. Because his his whole thing was Ross is the only person that's been on Drake album. Drake's on his album. Drake's on his last album. This so he's like, I'm cool with Drake. I'm cool with Wayne. I'm Man. cool with Pusha T. Let's all like all this beef shit stupid. We are, baby, the reason everybody got beef anyway. So we remove baby. Now we can sit here and now that he's distracted with juvenile. Nigga, they, I yeah. know they definitely not all record that in the same shit. No, no, they, they no, they emailed didn't. In, Wayne probably emailed in his track. No, Rick Ross said he said we put it together. They didn't know that they, the other one was on the track. But they but before any song comes out, you have to get it cleared. So Wayne cleared it for the B on the, for the come out and Pusha T cleared it. So it's like okay, so if all I mean, the track, they already done did the work now, it's yeah, like oh so shit. It's but it's like okay, so the verses got cleared, but why isn't Pusha T's verse <coughs> on the album? And then Ross essentially used to come out and say, well, the reason he's not on the album because it wasn't authentic. What not, does that mean? That, like he said, there the, he went when wait, the, he's wait. Why is Rick Ross the judge of what's authentic or not when his whole persona is built on a lie? <laughs> Uh, like that's, I, call, I, I call bullshit right now for whatever he I mean, says. Granted, but essentially, Ro- his name Ro- like Lonnie or some shit. <laughs> what Ross is saying is that he he with wants dollar signs, of course. He said he really he said he wants a song with him, Wayne, Pusha T, Drake, and Kanye, and it'd be like okay, and this is like the ending of the beef. Like this is these five great rappers were all coming together. Make it the last me about music. It could be. He said, back music definitely needs to end. But he said this is that's what he wants. He wants it to be like, okay, we're all cool, we're all clicked up now. He's like, there's no reason for us to have this turmoil. Like when especially it's like if everyone got is it is podcast of the four of us. If uh me, Josh, and Z got beef and Driz in the middle of it. It's like, all right, would you sit back and like, all right, that's on y'all, or would you try and you know, work it out? That's on y'all. The fuck? <laughs> I'm definitely not I'm definitely not recording a track with y'all. Yeah, that's that's what, that's, that podcast would be flames. Just a bunch of niggas guy. taking shots at each other. No, we we still flames. That's not that's that's flames. Whole, that's whole, whole, we should just do that. Yeah. <laughs> what, what are you gonna do with that? A whole episode just throwing like low key shade though the entire time. Not even yeah. low key of a boy, your hairline. Yeah. <laughs> Which well, I was like that, that new edition interview. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what Pusha T did. Pusha T was taking shots at he took shots at he took shots that could be preceded at Wayne. He talked about uh Bobby Brown. Like he really like he he called Bobby Brown Mr. Houston. Like this, this nigga really went in. Like, that's his prerogative. Like he ended like that's who he is. That's like, his energy. If Pusha T's been killing guest verses, this might have been Pusha T's best guest verse of the year. And they cut it. And they, it 
yeah, yeah, Palm Olive exists. <laughs> yeah, Palm Olive exists, and this one might be better. And so, really, but as soon as the album came out, like five minutes after the album came out, it uh, Push D comes out and says, and "This is in the verse leaks." So you can go online, you can go on Twitter. Who leaked it's all, it? It's all right there. Probably push it to you. <laughs> I think it's, 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 they, took, they took it down as far as, as, as I tried to listen to it. It's actually it's on our Twitter. I so saw that. I've seen it on Twitter. You just, set pod, he was trending on Twitter the other day. Yeah. So that, if, it, if it's still up. Yeah, because like when I had the day yeah. the day that it dropped, um, I, I tried to I tried to listen to it. Yeah, because it kept saying, you know it's elite because throughout the whole verse, it kept saying, this is property. Of Epic Records. Oh man, the classic. Oh yeah, yeah. who's uh, oh, who's Rick man. Ross signed to is a uh, Epic. So it's like throughout the whole verse, property of Epic Records. It's not super loud, so it doesn't like you know you can still we, hear we everything. We had LimeWire. We know what's up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's right there. So yeah, that's no, cool. still up. Yeah, but it's a uh, Port of Miami too. Deep, I, I say this. Deep in the Rap is my favorite Rick Ross album. Teflon Don is a classic. Port of Miami too. It's somewhere in between those two. Mm. Like it's that it's dense verses. It's if you it's everything you love about Ross to the umpteenth. So it did it I mean, what am I trying to say? Is did it age, I guess that's the age well, like that's a style did he did he um yeah, kind of yeah. change the style to where it's it's for modern times? No, it's classic Ross. He's giving you everything. Like he has this the first song on it is um with Wale, oh god, that song came like out. In, like in the sense that uh, when just like when, when Justice League first came out, it was like holy shit, like Justice League oh, production, yeah. like Justice League production when it first came out it was like holy shit, these guys are great. Mm-hmm. Now that we've had all these, you know, Justice the age League. of all these great producers, does Justice League production still stand out? Because that's yeah, that's yeah. What I mean, for the most part, that's that's, that's Ross's sound. Yeah, Justice that's a, that's what made by music is produced by Justice League, and like uh, another bad part, like that. that like they did so much with that with that song with me about music six like how what how a beat sounds when Ross is rapping it changes when Wayne raps mm. and then it changed again when Pusha T comes on mm. the Wayne's more so over the violins and the strings Pusha T's got the pianos mm. and like, but this uh, you get that last part and then he has John Legend singing the hook of Made Back Music Six I honestly don't even like John Legend when he does rap songs I don't like it I never liked one featuring John Legend song it always seems weird to me like it's too much it's, 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 like, it's too it much seem like you like when John Legend did rich forever yeah it's just like oh this sounds gr- amazing but this this just sounds so awkward coming from john legend but yeah but no nah, um turnpike Ike, nobody's favorite like the whole album the whole album just it really hits he has a another uh post-traumatist ver- uh, verse from nipsey hustle so there's that if you're in, if you're into that if you still crave a new nipsey music you got that on there uh, he has he has a feature from jeezy it's a uh, either either this thing he did his thing. So, uh, we probably talk about it more out there everyone gets a chance to listen to it. Um, as far as music goes, Lil Nas X has the number one song in the country. The longest running what person. What else is new? What else is new? No, he has the longest f- uh, ever. It's him. So okay, yeah. That's cool. We knew it was coming. Yeah. Uh, and Young Thug, his new album, <clears throat> So Much Fun, it's coming out on his birthday. He's blonde again, so there's August that. August 16th, and it's executive produced by J. Cole. So that should be interesting. What what does Cole do? With they are the weirdest duo. Yeah. Every time they team up, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Dude, I know Cole's team is in there. Like, who is this nigga? <laughs> did you like the the Where'd London? You pick him up from? Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, so it's like I wonder if the whole album is going to be like like that. Like, I just cannot picture them just sitting in the room hanging out together. What yeah. else? What else is, is that? Jay Cole, in your uh, executive produce. Like, what, <laughs> what, what, what gives? What, what, what gives J Cole to say so to executive produce another album? I think. 
I think J. Cole is just trying to study Young Thug because he's just curious. He's oh, like, you know, wow, they went on tour together for not, yeah. not 20. Was that, that was that was interesting. I think, I think everybody it, was like, what the hell? Where, I think it helps where everybody. Yeah, no, that's what Cole said. It, exposes, it helps expose J. Cole to like Young Thug's fan base and vice versa. Yeah, so I think a, they have, both have real extreme mm-hmm. And then you understand bases. there's a there's more yeah, his, of an overlap yeah, I think between those two fan, fan bases than you think. to chill out. It's like, bro, y'all niggas, y'all are wilding. They once once when they were like, yeah, you have to have a certain level of intelligence. Listen to J Cole's music. I was like, all right, this has gone too far. Yeah, I'll yeah. shoot this nigga myself <laughs> <laughs> if I have to. But yeah, but I'm really I'm really interested to see where that sounds. I think it's I think it's going to be good. Um, I feel mm-hmm. like it'll give him more of a a mainstream because like Young Thug is always like if you're really into trap, then yeah, you'll listen to it. Like I don't think any of his albums are. Bad, I guess, because mm-hmm. I really like you know beautiful girls, love thugger. Yeah, um, but I feel like it'll give it'll give him a push, a more of a push into like the mainstream. <laughs> Not to harp on Chance again, but yeah, the thug, another artist who still hasn't <laughs> officially come up with his first album, with his debut album yet. Then you know this nigga has millions of albums. He still has yet to officially like release his debut album. He needs to do another country album. Five, six uh, years. Yeah. Now you can he can hold on to that one. You don't like you wasn't you didn't like a beautiful girl's love thugger. I just think in this age, there's only so much. There's only a, so much of a country sound you can make now that Lil Nas X hasn't already capitalized off of. Um, I feel like. Anything he puts out now would just kind of sound similar to that. Then again, it is coming for me. I am still within the uh, cowboy agenda, so. Yeah, I feel it. Yeah, the cowboy agenda. <laughs> what does that even mean? Uh, Plays Red Dead Redemption one time. <laughs> yeah, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How? He buys a pair of boots <laughs> immediately. Wearing boots every day with Wrangler jeans. Sounds like you belong in East Atlanta. Button up shirt tucked in. Yeah. Yeah. This is all me. Okay, so changing topics. Disney finally released the price of the bundle package for Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus. It was right in that range that I was expect. It was I was expected it to be, and in the right in the range where I might have my mind actually yeah, but switch. It, it's really just marketing because Hulu's included with ads. Well, it doesn't. The article doesn't specifically say it doesn't. It's going to be ads. It just says that. The cheapest form of Hulu is five ninety nine. I just saw that the ESPN didn't actually really have anything good. Like you can't really watch NBA games with it or mm. NFL games with it. But so they just give you ESPN Ultra, ESPN Sports Center, and like a couple other things. But you don't actually get to watch. But you get live uh, sports. But, but you get MLB games. I don't want to see yeah, that fucking yeah. shit. Yeah, because they signed a contract with ESPN. So yeah, Major League Baseball games. You have. Um, That's why I don't if you're watch into boxing. ESPN. <laughs> um, Bob Arum. Nobody's really into boxing, yeah, though. Any pay-per-view fight that comes on, that will come on ESPN Plus, you get that for free. Any UFC fight, you can watch for free. But that, uh, that doesn't really matter because Hulu has a lot of sports. So you just get Hulu still. You get Hulu, but you can just add on, which I think is the, the thing. So even if it has Hulu ads, it's tw- the price is twelve ninety nine. I don't think we said that. But, okay, let's say it's twelve ninety nine. but for Hulu... With no ads, it's like fifteen ninety nine, whatever, right? And if you want the last sports package, it's like another. Let's say it's another five dollars. So now you're paying about twenty twenty one ninety nine, and you're getting everything that, that Disney has, all the old Disney movies, all the old Disney shows, all the streaming stuff that Disney Plus is coming out with. You're gonna have Hulu if you get the, with the live sports, so you can watch all your NBA, NFL games, plus all the regular television you want. And then you have ESPN Plus, it just has all the extra sports shit that you may or may not be into. But the fact, even if you don't get that and you get to get the twelve ninety nine version, the fact that I'm I'm only paying a dollar more 
and I'm getting two extra streaming services. It's almost like I don't know if I can beat that deal. You feel me? Any, uh, yeah, I might, I might have to can't. I'm then again, I don't know, because I'm getting, I'm st- finally starting to dive into the uh, um, the HBO pass I get with uh, Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Nigga, you are late as fuck, dog. HBO. I mean, it, 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 it takes it takes me a while to to get into things, but like I, I'm just now but watching HBO. HBO is like the it is a quality streaming yeah, service. That's, yeah, that's, I mean, I. It's like five it's star, HBO. five star, five star, five star. I'm a person that'll literally watch anything. Like I don't care if it's good, if it's bad. I'll watch bad things. So it does, it is that 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 doesn't really matter. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going back and watching Power Rangers in space, which I happen to say is the best Power Rangers no, out is. of all of them. Are you going through some things, man? Do you need some money? No, I'll, like like I literally say, I I I watch everything. I I watch anything good. I watch anything bad. But um, like I, I'm getting into Insecure. Like I'm in the middle of the second season. Mm-hmm. You've never watched Insecure? No. Whose man's is this? I literally. You just get yeah. it. I get it. You like it. You like Insecure so far? Uh, yeah. It, I, yeah, I really, I really like is it. Is it better than Power Rangers in space? Is it better than Power Rangers in space though? Ah, uh, I'll get back to that. <laughs> but um, also, I went back and list. I went back and started to watch uh, True Blood season one again. Mm-hmm. Which I forgot how much I really enjoyed that. Uh, I really liked that show until it just got bad. Yeah, it got bad like around season three. Or four, maybe it was. It, it started getting bad at season three, but it was just season four was just like, yeah, this is the last season. That's I'm gonna show finish about it. Vampires, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Season four is the last season. No, it wasn't the last season. It was just the Wait, last. Where did it end? Like season? I think it I went think eight. That, that's I, definitely I think, where I, I stopped I think, watching. I think it got eight. Maybe eight. maybe six. Maybe six. Maybe six. I think it, it might have just had six, dog. I don't know. But I, um, I, Game of Thrones was popping off around then, so I was like, eh. But after, I guess, like, after <laughs> I watch all of what all of whatever I wanted to watch was Amazon Prime, uh, I might I might get the Disney Plus because it's, it's... Well, seeing how much you're in, the, in, in HBO now, would you consider getting HBO streaming service when that officially yeah. launches? But not HBO it, Max. It, I'm, I'm, to be honest, it just, it just depends on what, I, what I'm wanting to do because... Oh, True Blood had more seasons than The Wire. True Blood had seven seasons. Seven. True yeah. Blood damn near has many seasons. Of Game. Of I mean, Thrones. it really, it really worked it, that. True Blood had more. It was very. I mean, it was. Popular. It was. It eventually defaulted to just gay I mean, vampires. The Wire yeah, was like, like much, much of a slower show. I'm assuming. I've never yeah. seen True Blood, but just off the premise, it's definitely more appealing to mainstream America than niggas dealing drugs. Yeah, true. Yeah, because you you know you got your vampires. You got your people who are into uh, like gothic shit. We got your southerners. You got your gays. You got your uh, people and then take who away like, like women. Take away like three of those things, and it just evolves into yeah. Oh, Over I'm time, good. you just start taking away pieces. No, I, I feel like it's cool. I just it's just shocking. I but just, I never could get in. I never been a big fan of vampires, vampire stuff. Anything yeah. vampire related, I'm just like, I wish Blade would just start showing up and just killing <laughs> these niggas, dog. All right, Blade, get them, <laughs> get them, <boy. laughs> boy, get them. <laughs> you know, man, Bars. Wesley Snipes shows up with Mahershala Ali, just like, all right, we're both Blade. No, okay, so what about uh, you, Dred? Are you down for getting uh, the bundle package? If it wasn't in the bundle, would you get Disney Plus or ESPN Plus? No. But this, since it's in a bundle, is it more appealing to you? I mean, you got Hulu, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I think, I think that may be the main thing. Is me. Honestly, look, it, I'm switching. I'm switching. Like, it's only a dollar more. It was, okay. it was appealing to us. Is what ESPN Plus didn't offer. Like, the whole point of me wanting to get ESPN Plus is so I could watch live fucking sports. And but you can do through Hulu. But I don't. How, how much is it through Hulu? Is it is it additional add on? Correct. It's additional add on. But I'm saying like, there's no point in me just getting the Disney Plus package at that point. Then 
Yeah, especially if you're not really that like, into Disney I'm not, films. I'm not big into. I'm not one big into Disney stuff. I'm not. I'm not big at all into rewatching all the shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Marvel shows haven't pushed you to like. Eh. I hate spinoff shit. I the shows? hate spinoff shit. I'm None just of not those shows seem interesting. Man. I'm not a spinoff guy. I'm just hoping that I know somebody that's just going to give me the password to them getting. Uh, that's always a finesse. Plus, I wasn't big on it in. If the stream, if it, the bundle pack is like twenty dollars, I'm like, nah, I'm just gonna stick with Hulu. But the fact that it's only a dollar more than what I'm already paying now for Hulu yeah, is no, the, the biggest the thing. Price, just like, the price like, is amazing. I'll yeah, it's just like I, like, I'll give them that. But they're just gonna. I feel like they just do what everybody, all the streaming services do: real low entry point price, and then after a year, it just get them slowly crack dealers do I'm the a, same thing. I'm like, I'm like, I'm. Like, like, I'm, I'm three is out. Hulu used to be free. Netflix used to cost like eight bucks. Disney Plus isn't here to stay. If, it, if, it's, it's, if it's the same price next year, see, maybe. The, because I think my, my uh, I guess like the catalog of channels that I can have, which is Hulu, Amazon Prime, and Netflix. Mm-hmm. Those three channels right there are pretty, I'm pretty satisfied with those. But if it stays, if it stays the same price and it projected to stay the same price for a while, I might have to let go, let go one of them. See, but that's the thing. The difference between Netflix and why Netflix has to keep raising its costs, or even Hulu for a long time, has to keep raising their costs because that's their only source of income. Disney is not. This is just side shit for Disney. This is just some extra money. So their main money Disney's going to make isn't going to come it, from it a streaming service. It doesn't mean that they're not going to raise the price. Yeah. This is true. Never they, underestimate the white man's greed. Yeah. <laughs> true Never <word>. underestimate <laughs> Mickey Mouse's greed. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, you, fuck you, Mickey Mouse. Beat your ass myself. Kingdom Hearts that. 3 sucked. <laughs> Unless you want to sponsor us. It's not. It doesn't. It doesn't suck. Yeah, it's really fucking bad. It's just 50% cutscenes. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> That's an awful game. <laughs> And I'm willing to die on that hill. Horrible All right, you game. can die up there. I will. Yeah, man. So it's uh, what is it? I'm going to make the switch again because this this just financially makes sense. I'll trade you my Netflix password. The trade already has Netflix. No. Okay, cancel your Netflix, Madrid. Okay. There we go. All right, that works. <laughs> it's been say. so many years now. I don't know what to do. I'll say y'all niggas don't live in the same house. <laughs> So yeah, man, it's a, it's big. Um, Bruh, since you have HBO, have you checked out a black lady sketch show? It's oh. not. It's not on the. Uh, it's not on there yet. Mm. I could recheck, but since I, I didn't think I didn't really because I know that Euphoria is on there now. Um, oh yeah, big little is that. on there, but I didn't mm-hmm. see if Black Lady Sketch Show was on there yet. That's all you got a chance to watch was Insecure. Yeah, as of now, yeah. That's a good, that's a good starting point. You'll start watching HBO shows and you'll be like, "Damn, what the fuck was I watching before?" I mean, I've always watched. I've always watched HBO shows. I know the quality of them. It's just nah, but like, I, I, it's like I, I can watch anything that I want, and there's a lot of content there. The 24 hours in a day, mm-hmm. I want to watch everything. <laughs> like I don't care about. Like I said, I don't care if it's good. I don't care if it's bad. Yeah, I'll, watch, you, I'll, I'll literally, I'll watch and I'll dissect everything. Yeah, when you get a chance to check it out, it's it's pretty good. It's funny. Like a lot I of I knew this, it was going to be funny. Like a lot of the sketches, they start off one way, then they just take a twist just like what yeah (laughs) like one of the reasons i really yes this is what i like to see i like seeing weird content yeah i really like that black women get a chance to be funny yes Mm -hmm. like really that's i just really went i really wanted to see i went i really wanted to see that you know black women if you give them a chance to be funny and see like what do they find funny then i feel like it'll be great yeah content and they do a lot of like you know they they're able to like create content and create like funny scenarios that aren't like problematic and shit like that just based on shock value and shit mm-hmm. so it's that's good to see and then like there's really no men in it like at all so that's also always good to see just like 
the background actors uh, all women. Yeah, I also heard it's very like uh, smartly written. Yeah. Like it's not a. It doesn't treat you like you're a high school dropout. With it comedy. isn't. It isn't low bro. Nah, it's all like. I mean, there's a few, you know, it's a, yeah, few jokes it, like that. It, oh yeah, I, I used to fap to Danny Glover, shit like that. Yeah. So <laughs> that. What? Which I mean, I don't think that's a that's kind of a smart joke because that's something that I wouldn't expect anybody to say. Yeah. So I, yeah, like, I don't uh, know if that makes it smart. I mean, you know, it's, it's, like, I, 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 I appreciate unexpected jokes. I'll yeah, put it that way. But yeah. I said that's a very positive thing when you can look at a comedy and feel like it's not okay. I'm not being talked down to. It's a yeah, I just hate when they have to explain the joke. I'm like, we fucking get it. Like, yeah, yeah, and it doesn't do that. Yeah, no, nah, there's no joke explaining. Like one of my favorite sketches is the the Hertep, <laughs> and uh, damn, I forget her name already. Robin, the light skinned one. She's just she's a Hertep, a woman Hotep. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Dude, that's I, just that's just funny. I already knew because I'll, I'll watch anything with, with uh, Quinn Brunson. So mm-hmm. yeah. This is solid watch. Definitely check it out. Executive produced by Issa Rae. What is that? In the bag. I was like, okay, cool. You're executive producing this, but we still have yet to get our fucking season four of Insecure. It's on the way. You guys see Atlanta got renewed for a fourth season. They haven't even started filming the third. Yeah. Yeah. Influence. I'm glad it's it. I feel like that might be like streaming stuff got a fade. Like, oh, people have been watching this shit. Okay, all right. We're just gonna go ahead and give you that next season. It's already get it gets all the awards. It get always get talks mm-hmm. about one of the best. Atlanta might be the best show on basic cable. Definitely the best show on FX. Yeah, yeah, that's actually saying a lot. Yeah, yeah. FX has a lot of great shows. Like yeah. uh, Atlanta Pose is really. I don't watch Pose, but Pose is really yeah, Pose big. Is pretty good. I only seen like Snowfall. two episodes. Snowfall. Snowfall. Um, the Legion. Season three is out. Season two is available to stream. Yeah, season two of Snowfall is finally on fucking Hulu. Um, Legion, Legion is a big show. Shit. Isn't that show ending soon? I don't. I don't know. I, I, didn't, watch, I didn't watch that I second season be, yet. I wouldn't yeah, be surprised. I'm pretty sure it's in its final season. I wouldn't be surprised because I don't know. See enough people talk about Legion. But Legion is an amazing show. But FX is. I say FX can can compete with HBO, but you can make an argument. FX HBO just can probably just do could, more. but HBO has a name brand. It has a name budget. brand. And, and HBO, HBO can, yeah, the budget. FX can't get fucking Zendaya <laughs> on a TV also, show. Also, FX yeah. cannot do nudity. Yeah. True. If FX yes. had nudity, then... They I get a like... few They get a few fucks and a couple shits, but yeah. that's about it. They can't only pay so many fines. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, but, um, but yeah, but the one good thing about uh, it being renewed, that their production for both season three and four are going to happen simultaneously. So... Double season? Double season or season three is going to be something. Like season three ends and then like a month later, season four premieres, or they can literally just run them back to back. Which I'm again, I'm now I'm really interested because uh, Stephen Glover came out a while ago. Which I we said this before that every season is based off a Kanye album. So the first one was College Dropout. The second season was Late Registration. This third season is going to be Graduation, which makes the fourth season Eight Ways and Heartbreaks, which means it's going to be very, very sad. Just give me more Zazzy beats and I'll figure yeah. out the rest. Yeah, but I think the reason it's taking so long is because everyone's doing things, you know, like um, the whole cast is blown. Yeah, the whole cast is eating. Like, uh, Key Stanfield's a leading man now. Yeah, Tyree Hen or Brian. Tyree. Uh, yeah, Brian Tyree. He's in like a ton of shit. He's going, be a, he's going to be a Marvel now, I think. Yeah, he's, oh, yeah. 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 Eternals pick him up. Deadpool and all this other shit. Oh, God, yeah. was, he, was he? Oh, um, never mind. Never mind. I was about to see something, but I don't think I was right. Shit, two of them are in the Joker movie. Yeah, they yeah. both are, aren't they? Yeah. And he was also in fucking Widows. 
Yeah. And then Donald Glover is Donald Glover. Still making, still performing off that same album from like <laughs> two and a half years ago. Yeah. So you think he still has to put out a new album? He still has to put out his last album as Childish Gambino. Um, he like just 40. finished. He just finished doing The Lion King and all the other shit. So it's it's a lot going on with Atlanta. So I'm going to be really excited when if I when the finally does come back. It's just one of those things where when it comes back, will I we still be invested in it? Yeah. But it's been about a three year gap between two two year gap between every season. So it I makes mean, sense. if it works for Rick and Morty, I think it'll work for Atlanta. Yeah. And that got renewed for like seven seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were trying to negotiate that contract, secure the bag, mm-hmm. while they're still hot. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you know, ba- Ballers got renewed for a new season that no one asked for. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna package that shit in between some shit that you want to watch. No, no, no. I don't know because they they had they gave the stimulus package, putting it in between Insecure and Game of Thrones. It, they followed it up with uh, Bro, niggas that listen to J Cole are watching Ballers. <laughs> I just I don't watch like, like two years. Game dog. of Thrones is over. Insecure hasn't come back yet. Ballers is still coming out. Granted, are you banking on The Rock being like the biggest movie star in the world? Maybe, but this next season coming out, and I, I, I watched the third, the last season, but I don't, I can't tell you what happened. It's just like the it last. Just on. I just remember I didn't watch the very last season, but the two seasons before that, it'd be like, oh, we have this huge problem, and at the end, it's like, oh, that shit didn't actually matter at all. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. Just uh, I mean, niggas always like wanted a black entourage. Like nobody asked for black entourage, dog. But niggas wanted that shit, though. Who wanted that? Niggas. <laughs> Isn't that the key word? There is niggas. Didn't they already have that shit in the game? Yeah, but that was on BET. <laughs> so now it's slightly black entourage on HBO. Yeah, pretty much. Ambiguously black. <laughs> is this black entourage? Question mark. <laughs> on HBO. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> a, a tan entourage, if you will. Yeah, something like that. Main characters are uh, nobody knows who's a real race guy and a, white, <laughs> and a white dude. Huh. Black entourage. And the son of a famous black guy. Oh, yeah. And then Denzel Washington's son, who nobody knew was his son <laughs> until that show came out. I was like, what? That guy? No way. It's just not possible. Mm-hmm. I feel like his son would be more famous and a better actor. You think it's a good actor? I remember one time I tweeted that Bala should be canceled. Like three people from the cast like the tweet. <laughs> so, so, I don't. I don't know. Wait, you wanted something? Young influencer. Please. HBO just got him locked up in a closet somewhere. Man, I'm sick of doing this shit, man. I don't even like football, man. <laughs> yeah, you, signed, you signed that contract, B. Come on, man. I, I thought that shit was gonna get canceled. We need the supporting characters for The Rock. Yeah, man. But uh. Let him carry you. Uh, Netflix signed a deal with um, the creators of Game of Thrones for a contract. Yeah, Netflix is... <sighs> like, when I actually think about all the Netflix shows that I'm excited for, they're all Netflix original content. Mm-hmm. Like, Ozark and Mindhunter and, like, Bojack Horseman and shit like that. Like, Netflix has really been doubling down on, like, stealing away content. New season of Castlevania. Yeah. yeah, they've been doubling down, like stealing away content creators. Like they stole Shonda Rhimes, they told, stole these niggas. They're stealing writers left and right. Mm-hmm. Wait, but aren't they also doing the new Star Wars? Yeah, this is the big thing because HBO, of course, didn't want to let them go because they just gave them their biggest show ever in Game of Thrones. These niggas just fail they, upwards. They signed it. They signed out a deal with Disney to do a trilogy. So Disney wanted them to sign on to do uh, shows and movies for Disney Plus. And Netflix came. They said Netflix came in at the last minute with the bag. That's how it is. It's considered it's a nine-figure deal. 
I mean, Netflix had to do something. They create TV, uh, both movies and... And that was probably their TV plan shows. the whole time. Let that deal yeah. go all the way through. Yeah. Disney, Disney, like Disney's all their energy and resources. Okay, so... And just we, steal out their feet. We can kind of see what, what Netflix is trying to go for. Like, and I'm still... They're just I doubling really wanna, down on their own content. Yeah, yeah. I want to check out that Witcher show. I feel like watching the trailer, I'm like, okay, this might be... That looks interesting. This might be pretty good. Like, when it first came out, I was like, ah really know i think everybody's like panicking about netflix losing all this licensed content mm-hmm. when they're trying to focus on being what disney is now yeah. and creating their own content they, i feel that netflix they might have lost 130,000 subscribers since last year might lose 100,001 how many do they currently have they still have millions yeah yeah they'll lose some they'll lose some when disney plus launches then they'll release some crazy show that'll make everybody want to sign back up. Yeah. Then Stranger no, Things season four will come out and everybody will start watching again. They have a lot of original content that people love. Yeah, it's really no, weird. It's, they they got to compete. That's yeah. like everybody has to compete. HBO has the brand recognition in the name because they've been doing it the longest. And it put out the arguably the best content. Disney Plus just has all the nostalgia that you want. Netflix. I don't want that shit. <laughs> Net, Netflix is Netflix. Like they've been entrenched into the game. Yeah. So. They also it's have really good just, anime selections at Netflix. Yeah. So does Hulu. Yeah. yeah. And we're still waiting for that Funimation deal to really really pop. What you see, because uh, Hulu has a lot more shows and a lot... That, Hulu has a lot of things that... Man, Hulu still like doesn't have, have part five of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Okay, that's probably not a Hulu problem. It's probably because it's not available for streaming yet. Nigga, did you just use Logic? Bro, they got, <laughs> bro that shit's on Netflix in Japan. In Japan, where's the where's the show made at? I mean, Japan, but okay. still. But still, I'm just saying, like <laughs> regional. A, there's also point. regional differences. I so, mean, yeah, there's plenty of shows that you just lock behind the content wall. You can finesse your Netflix to say it's to make yeah. it think you're from Japan and yeah. give that content, but that's a lot of work. Yeah, that's a lot of work. I just watch that shit on Crunchyroll. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys hear that Quavo's coming out with a new animated show for kids? Who asked for this? I, I read that statement. I didn't go oh. too much deeper into it. You think Quavo's going to be teaching kids how to read? It's based on my. It's going to be based. <laughs> Quavo needs to teach Offset how to read first. <laughs> it's going to be based around um, Atlanta rap artists. So it's like uh, Freaknik. Mm, is it? Show? I expected it to be sort of like Freaknik. Maybe less vulgar. But is it, it supposed to be like Andre Three Thousand show? He did. Except it's Quavo. Why did Class of Three Thousand get canceled, dog? Because it's Class of Three Thousand. Nigga, I don't know what really watch. But like, I think they got I mean, maybe two, really, two or three seasons. It, it, it they had really one, expensive. I, think. I only remember I, I was like, these niggas ain't trying to fight nobody. I don't even on think Car- that many seasons. If you're not trying to fight on Cartoon Network, you're not going to succeed. Yeah, you it gotta, was too positive. You got to at least mm-hmm. throw some hands. That, that, yeah, uh, the Class of 2000 show that probably should have been on like Nickelodeon. Yeah, you know? probably like, it would have done better. It on Nickelodeon. Done better than Nickelodeon. I was trying to, I was trying to see violence on Cartoon Network. <laughs> <laughs> but granted, you can't have a you can't have Andre 2000 being from Atlanta. Yeah, and not create a show and you are yeah, and you're a Cartoon Network based in Atlanta and you're not gonna sign the artist. Like you're not gonna make that show happen. Well, hey Andre, you should reboot Class of 3000 for Netflix. But it's a it's a lot that goes into it, a lot of music. I'm sure that show is really Yeah, expensive. they had to create a lot is, of original music. Yeah, I'm sure that's a I'm sure it was a very expensive show to make. So it was animated very well as well. Mm-hmm. And nobody was fighting. That's the main problem. Like if they at least had music battles or something. They did that there's a little no, bit. There was, there was there's, a, there's a rival there was no school. Real, there was no real tension. It was like Nickelodeon level tension. It was like right, Nickelodeon had Avatar. Yeah. Which which cartoon that we passed on? Well, 
I think cartoon. I think yeah. Avatar would have been. A lot of places passed on Nickelodeon shit. Nickelodeon was yeah. like, all right, bring that shit over here. No, we Nick, okay. I mean, Nick, SpongeBob, all right, bring it over. Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon passed on uh, Adventure Time twice. But if, if you saw the premise for Adventure Time, you'd probably pass on that shit. Too. Bro, I thought Adventure Time was the dumbest shit when it came out. Like what? season one, season one, I was Ruben like, bro, what? I was like, what the fuck is this shit? And all the actual real episodes of the show were like sprinkled in between like tons of filler content. Mm. I don't blame anybody for passing on Adventure Time. It's yeah. a great show. But when you finally watch but, it, it's no, I I love that show from episode one. Nah, yeah, but you watch anything it's so Madrid telling, me, it's <laughs> Madrid telling me like, bro, nah, this shit deeper than rap for me to like check out Adventure Time. Yeah, I, like, oh, I didn't gosh. really start watching it until at least like season two. There's or three. like only like if you, I remember when I first watched it, I only watched what were considered like the actual story episodes, and like it was a completely different show. Mm. Like there's like this whole list of like actual episodes that are like canon to the main story, and if you just watch just those. It's completely different. It's yeah, much yeah. more but of an interesting. The show. other ones they make it good though because they always touch back on it later. Like mm-hmm. they always come back to shit. Yeah, and a lot of stuff they they had to do on the fly. Like the reason <clears throat> the world is in a post-apocalyptic world because in one show early on they had um these businessmen that were frozen. It's like, okay, so how we had frozen businessmen in the ocean. And I was like, okay, well how are they frozen? Because something happened. So because they did something in season two, they had to explain it later in season six. So a lot of stuff they were just doing, like, all right, so we said. Yeah. We, we got to make this shit make sense. Yeah, it was the like, damn it. What did you say? Fuck. What was this plot line we, we just did for shits and giggles in season three? All right. Well, season seven, now we're going to yeah, address it. Adventure Time is essentially D&D. Yeah. Even um, when um, the Ice King was singing that song, the Marceline song about uh, her daddy and her fries, he said, yeah, that was just a riff. That doesn't really supposed to mean anything until later on. Now we have to have this whole backstory, the Ice King and Marceline knowing each other as kids. Like a lot of this shit was just like That's what happens when you create a show on acid and then you gotta get serious after a while. <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right, we did and some that shit. Is yeah, we did yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was great. That shit is great. It was just, it's a also a regular show. Like, it's a testament to the writers. And a lot of the writers from uh Adventure Time. Adventure Time, yeah. <laughs> what show are we talking about? <laughs> a lot of writers for Adventure Time, they came from um What's that show everyone Spongebob? loved? Flapjack, no. Flapjack. Flapjack yeah. fucking sucked, dog. I hate right, it, bro. Hate come on now. Bro, come Flap- on. Flapjack I can see why people uh, don't like Flapjack. But Flapjack was great, Josh. Flapjack was great. It just looked We've already established. You watch everything. I can't trust your opinion. Uh, listen, I'll watch everything. Bro, Flap- but I'm no, ca- Flapjack was I'll, good, I'll, I'll watch everything, but I'm capable of criticizing everything. Flapjack was great. Flapjack was awful. I was watching that shit like, what the fuck is this bullshit? And I watch a lot of weird ass shit. Like I watched. Was it not good because it was weird, or was it not good because it wasn't good? It just just wasn't good. It just creeped me out. Like I was able to do the weird factor. I was able to deal with part of the creepy factor, but it was just. And I was just like, why is this little boy just hanging out with this old ass dude? (laughs) Well, he literally has nobody else. He's an orphan child. All right. Send him to the orphanage. Yeah, he lived in he's a too whale. Weird. That was he's, too weird. he's too weird for the orphanage. So let's stick him on a ship with an older man. So did y'all hear the theory that uh, Flapjack and Adventure Time happened in the same universe? Just That's thousands and thousands of years apart? Because Candy Island, Candy Kingdom, it's a lot of the same writers. That makes there's sense. subtle references to things that happened. Yeah, that's, I feel like that's something you can say at a Comic Con panel and people will cheer for it. Yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't really yeah. refute it. You can't say it's not. Yeah, yeah. Who are you to say? You're just a fan. Yeah. I'm, I wrote this shit. <laughs> Nigga, yeah. say whatever the fuck I want. I'm a god here. Right. Also, that uh, Steven Universe movie is supposed to be coming out pretty soon. Has that show ended yet? I don't think it ended. I think it's no. I think they're gonna drop the movie. Then I really don't know. I, just I the, still haven't it, watched all of the last season. Yeah, I just know they the, have a cult the last season oh, came yeah, out. Definitely. And the movie's supposed the to be like the exclamation point. 
Did Evangelion of the last season has come out already? Yeah. The there's no new episodes coming out until after the movie comes out. And it's probably gonna be a situation where depending on how good the movie does. Steven Universe Shippuden. Cause Steven Universe is like really weird how uh Carson never puts it out. Instead of like being like a whole season, they'll do like a five episode, a five week stretch where there's a new episode every day. I just remember like a summer or two ago they did a new episode every day for like the whole summer, I think, or uh-huh. something like that. It was crazy. Yeah, and then you don't get you don't hear anything about the show for another like three or four months. Or it's like, okay, the show will come back at the top of the year. I'm just like we'll get to it when we get to it. Yeah. Fuck y'all. So it's just like, all right, they get they do some more episodes. All right, cool. We're gonna run a two week stretch with all new episodes. And then the next episode, the yeah. next time you're and gonna see the show is six months from now. And the thing about like what they were considering their episodes were like ten minutes. Yeah. So the shit, the shit you get before the commercial break, like that's the episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they'll give you an old episode right after. It's like what the fuck. Yeah. So it's really hard to keep up like continuity of it of it all. Like so Adventure Time. Yeah, yeah. But Adventure Time was almost intentional. This is just <laughs> like, nah, the writers are just lazy. And it's like it's you know it's, it's been more bad press Adventure Steven Universe has gotten about it being like problematic about certain aspects of it. How's the problem? Like How was Steven Universe problematic in any sense? Well, it's I think it was more so one of those things where like the creator is like a like a white lesbi- lesbian yeah. feminist, Jewish. I think she's also Jewish. Yeah. So you know the, the she saw the world through a very specific lens. Yeah, like white feminists and regular feminists don't <laughs> they don't always mix well. Like especially they also put like a sketchbook of like uh, characters, and one of the characters was very like samboish, and this would be a black character, and it's like that was a sketch for one of the, they didn't use it, but they put it out in their official sketchbook. And there's a, a clearly a black a, a character that's supposed to be perceived as black and oh, big wow. lips. I, I had no idea that happened. Yeah, that happened. Um, a lot of people complain about how all the black voiced actors, like those characters that you know of, that you know are supposed to be black or whatever. You know they do the fusions. Whenever it's a perceived intelligent black woman, they 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 always give them more white features and more. They make them lighter. They make them softer and things like that. When they fuse with someone white, whenever they fuse with two black characters. The two black voice characters, whenever they fuse, it's always like more rough and rugged and more wild, and the scene is more uh, like dumber and things like that. Well, well, is there is there an example of the two characters that that happened to? If um, I think maybe it might be like when if Garnet, Amethyst it, and a Garnet yeah, fuse, yeah, Amethyst and Garnet fuse to make Nicki Minaj. Yeah, they just made Nicki Minaj. They is a character that was so problematic they only used it one time. And they never brought it. They never used that character again. Oh, it was, 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 the, no, it was literally voiced by Nicki Minaj. That one. And they looked up. They said that. And then when you compare that to when I mean, that, Garnet, in my opinion, that's kind of that's kind of reaching because you're also combining personalities of the. Yeah, gems. I mean that, that yeah. makes like depending on who they're depending on who they're like fusing with. Yeah, it yeah, it kind of makes you sense. Think yeah. like if you're, like yeah. if you're fusing with Pearl, then yeah, whoever you're fusing with, that's going to be a yeah. But then you take that same thing. We have Garnet fused with Pearl. They was a completely different character. They didn't act any of the same. It was Pearl's more so person. It's it's people writing whole dissertations about why Steven Universe in and of itself is problematic, and that's a whole different topic. But no, I think with shit like that, you gotta you gotta take you gotta take it for what it is, and not what you and not what it not is. Because there's also a lot of really good lessons in there for like no no, like I, bro. If I was a kid and I had that shit growing up, it's I'd very, have been no, great. I, I think it's a great show, but I've. 
I, I'm saying I'm not saying any of these uh, things are valid. I'm just saying like you've seen more of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I feel I feel like the, all of the all the things they're saying they're true, but it doesn't mean that it's a bad show. Or, like, even, or, or you shouldn't watch the or show. Or even structurally, structurally, the show in itself is just a bad show. Like there's no plot, there's no point. Like a lot of people hated when it was revealed that spoiler alert that um Rose Quartz was really a pink diamond. A lot of people hated that, and that ended up being like Steven. I thought that was. I thought it was. I thought that was kind of great. Yeah, that was amazing. Well, people hated that. That was very, very. Well, people also don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Pink diamond. Yeah, it is a lot of, (laughs) a lot of weird things. It is one of those things. It was one of those shows like it does so much great, but also. I mean, I can see where other people are coming from, just in the fact like, the main demographic of Steven Universe is probably sexually fluid people. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I can see how they can identify one way with the character, and when it's very clear, it's one thing, and then they're like, "Oh, nope, it's this." It, you know, it could probably piss some people off. Yeah, and there's also a thing. Like, yeah, I think I, feel that. I think the writers' room for Steven Universe. I think there's like one black person, Estelle, and they. No, no, he's just a boy. <laughs> yeah, but you I want think me to say primarily, what? <laughs> I think it's primarily white and Asian people writing for black, and they're trying to write black characters, and they're not necessarily catching the essence of black characters. It's, it's it's small things, which I again, these might not. Cartoon, I don't think Cartoon really cares about that shit. As long as the shit gets rated, right? yeah. There's always, always going to be some content. There and say, go ahead, you better go watch Craig of the Creek. <laughs> go yeah. watch Craig of the Creek. Yeah, go watch, watch Craig of the Creek. Negro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's just like this. No matter what you do, there's somebody gonna, that's going to complain about it. Yeah, yeah. This is and it's literally just the world we live in, like. No one's gonna love everything you do. I mean, and somehow, some, somewhere some your critiques are probably valid, but yeah, you're yeah, right. somehow, somewhere you're going to be like problematic. But so what? That's true. Fuck it. That's all I can say. Yeah. Anybody's seen Dear White People season three yet? No. I have yet to watch it. No, I've been, I've been waiting for the perfect moment to like watch it and not be doing anything else. Yeah, I'm a. Uh, I might actually watch it later. Yeah, I've been waiting to watch it too. I have watched Last Chance of You, the newest, the newest season. Juco. It was great. It was a. Uh, it's my not to say it's been like the worst season, but it was it was like not as heartwarming as the other seasons. There's always like these triumphant tales, and, and this one. Um, it was formulaic. Not formulaic because it's a documentary series. It's just like. What you think, what you expect to happen just doesn't happen, you know? Like, you expect to hear all these success stories, and at the end of it, there wasn't really any. If every In every Last Chance shoot, you always hear, like, oh, this guy went on to do this, he went on to do that. Like, you hear a lot of these success stories, whatever. And this one, it's a lot of, yeah. Like, as you hear a one or two, but now it's just like, yeah, nah, he just went home to figure out what he's going to do, or... He left, but he went to a small school here, or he went to a small school there. There's no guarantee. Oh, this one, this guy's gonna go on and become like, go to some big SEC school. Or you're gonna hear his name, or he has a chance, a real chance, of going to NFL despite the talent. Or you know, a lot of people are like, no, he ended up dropping out. He's the best player on the team, but ended up just dropping out because of X, Y, and Z. And you saw a lot of like the politics of the school because it, it really touched on a lot. Now, of, this is their political season? No, no. It's like you just see it, like um, the racial undertones of a lot of things because the this season and the last season were based in Independence, Kansas. And a lot Ooh. of it, they do a lot of interviews with the townspeople and the townspeople are just like, I don't think my tax payer money should go to inner city kids from all over the country and not kids in Kansas. Essentially, why am I paying for... 
some niggas from Atlanta, some niggas from LA, or who or wherever in the country or Miami, wherever to come to to come to this school. Like, why am I tax dollars going to this school if it's not supporting the kids of the community? <laughs> so um so there's a lot of speak uh, a lot of get spoken on about that and it's you see a lot of that you see like a lot of the politics of like uh juco football in and of itself where it's like every your whole point of juco is to get out so it's like dang so it's how you build a whole team a whole team a whole camaraderie if everyone's the whole thing is i'm leaving here after this semester like i don't want to be here so it's it's a lot it's a lot of that in this point since you you see a lot more injuries this season. Well there's injuries in every season, but you see a lot more it's just like, yo, this guy might not, you know. Like they of course everything ends up being okay. But anyway, as you're watching, it's like, yo, it's kinda I feel like uh, this new season of ballers <laughs> should focus on JUCO football. Like that would be the that's the next natural progression to go for. Like they they touched on CTE and like kneeling and like just fucking blowing your money. They, they should touch on Juco okay. Football. I got blowing your money. That was that was a premise of the first season. The second season was um the Raiders <laughs> moving. <laughs> I don't really know, bro. I would, that's when we had Game of Thrones Sunday. That's when we would go walk the dogs. They're like, oh, ballers is on. <laughs> Walk the dog, she's All right, come on, Sabra. Let's go for a walk. Hey, go grab Captain. <laughs> We're taking the dogs for a walk. You know, everybody just get out the house. Sabra's <laughs> get some fresh air. Yeah, let's let's go outside. Let's drink. Let's. Oh, ballers is ending. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Perfect. Thirty minute break. <laughs> Fuck ballers. Um. So, Josh, you saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes, I did. Was it good? Do Was you know, it good? Do you know the plot of the movie? Yes. Okay. What's a do you think they made a mockery of Bruce Lee? Do I think they made a mockery? Um, I did. I did read that um, the article where his daughter came out and spoke and, and said that. Wait, the, what the fuck, bro? Yeah, it, it kind of like they they focused on you know Bruce Lee being arrogant and you know just I mean, wanted if to I fight was everybody. Bruce Lee, then <laughs> yeah, I, I think her her point was like. He really tried. Uh, I guess like they really made an effort to uh, negate those things because I feel like at the time that's what they really thought of him. But right. it's it's a but to their point, if you are uh, like an Asian, if you're an Asian man in the seventies who believes who just like just believes in himself, they're going to see that as arrogant, mm-hmm. right? Um, like we have here, we have a person of color that's putting on for like other like Asians. In a market that's like, okay, you guys are just background characters. Yeah, and here's here's this guy in the You're foreground, a and he's not and he's not shy, he's not timid. You know, and I guess at the time, like the you know, people would think that Asian people were timid and shy and quiet. Yeah. And here's plus, this, Bruce Lee could really fight. Yeah, here's this guy who you can show hands, and he's, he's not afraid. He's not afraid to show you. Um, and then beat your ass, bro. Yeah, these aren't stunts. These aren't Jackie Chan stunts of fighting. I don't know. Bruce Lee really knew how to fight. Yeah. So. Uh, them seeing him as arrogant was kind of like one of those things was that was never really true. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus, plus one of the one of the uh, one of the lines in the in the film were like, "Hey, what would happen if you uh, if you fought Muhammad Ali?" And then in the movie, he says, "I would, you know, I would break him, I'd crush him." But in real life, like there's interviews where you see like, "Hey, I couldn't like." He had a lot of respect for Muhammad Ali. So yeah. that I mean, when I heard that line, I was kind of like, they really shouldn't. I mean, if you if you're going if you're going to be if it's going to be a film that's trying to be you know historically accurate, because there was a lot of there was a lot of things like he 
he focused on especially around the the, the film industry during that time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when it's like the it was like the end of the golden age of Hollywood, which is like the you know the fifties where a lot of movies were coming out. Um, but everything everything other than that that specifics I feel like they really honestly they could have done even done without that scene to be real like it, it, it never really moved the, the plot forward they never really touched on it again even though there was there, I guess because uh, one of the characters Sharon Tate um, played by her, episode 6 of the White Woman Podcast yeah I mean yeah so so like, Sharon, like it was supposed to be kind of like around uh Sharon Tate and how she was neighbor. She was like neighbors with somebody, and it's like it's about Sharon Tate and the man and the Manson murders. Um, That's what the movie's about, essentially. Yeah, I got none of that from the. Yeah, that was that was that was that was kind of like the subplot. Yeah, like I didn't the, really like, know what the fuck was happening. The main, like the main, the main. I feel like he was just making a movie for the fuck of it. Wait, was the movie good? Yes I, or no? I mean, would you watch it again? I wouldn't watch it again. I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily say that it was a bad movie. Would you recommend it? So, yeah, I, I was. I would say, yeah, you, you should. But, I wouldn't see that y'all would. I don't. I don't think y'all would like it. But wait until it comes out on <laughs> Netflix, TV, or streaming service. Yeah, I mean, it's still at the end of the day, it's still a Tarant- it's still a Tarantino film. Like I if mean, you're if you're into Quentin Tarantino, yeah, you should see the are, film. Are you into Tarantino? Yeah, I'm very much. I very much like it. Are you into Tarantino? I think the only one I really haven't watched was uh, like Reservoir Dogs. That's a good one. He's, Reservoir Dogs. Have you seen uh, Inglorious Bastards? Yeah, definitely. I've seen that multiple times. Yeah, it's 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 really interesting to see his films that aren't one hundred percent centered on violence. Mm-hmm. Like, where, like, how does he fill in the blanks? Because it, it didn't get violent until like the last. It was like the last ten minutes. It was like you know, a brutal. Like it's going to Tarantino. There's going to be violence. There's going to be gore. There's going to be feet. Yeah, yeah it's it like that's, that's he he saved, he saved all of that until the last uh, the last ten minutes. But it's everything else you like about uh, Quentin Tarantino, like the shots. The cars, the references, mm-hmm. all that other stuff that went to it—that was great. But it was very I, there I was there wasn't a lot of big points where it's like, okay, this is you know this is great as happening. But was anybody saying nigga? No. Z, Remarkably, are you into Tarantino films? Yeah, but I think he's also at his Quentin Tarantino's at his best when he's making an over the top violent film. Yeah, like mm-hmm. his best films are Kill Bill and Django to me. And they're over-the-top violent films about yeah. people who just commit violent acts yeah. against Old other fiction. people. Yeah, if you're, if you're, expect, yeah. if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're like, expecting anything like that, then no. This is, this is like... Uh, what would you compare sim- it to? What other movie of his would you compare it to? I would compare it to... Um, there was there was another there was another uh, early Tarantino. This is like Tarantino's like second or third film. Um, it was, I think it's called like 27 Rooms. Um it, it was one. It's like one of the. It's like the Tarantino film that nobody talks about because it was mm-hmm. not very. It wasn't very. It was like the one film. Yeah, that's another one of those. Yeah, it was. It was, it was the Tarantino seen. film that nobody talks about. It, there was no violence. There was no violence in the movie. It was about a series. You know, a series of hotel rooms with different stories and stuff like that. Sounds fucking awful. Okay. Yeah, so, it was. Yeah, it was. Like it, it was. It like, was like very an good. Indie film. Yeah, oh, it was very. It was very. Yeah. It was very indie. This, like a this, coffee and cigarettes. It's, it's just that this <laughs> film is for people who are like like cinephiles. People who are really into. Um, it's like real. It's like real movie goers. Like mm-hmm. if you're into things that aren't you know 100 percent about um, like the action, it was it was more so. Uh, I kind of like the story. I mean, the story was kind of all over the place. But mm-hmm. once you get to the end of the film and kind of like realize what the movie was about, it's, it kind of makes it, it makes everything else from make the sense. trailers. I thought it was kind of. No, the, tra- the trailers give no. They they give nothing. All I could see compared to is like La La Land, just because it seemed like an ode to Hollywood. 
it, it really, people and it really was. I, I really appreciated that fact because it, he really went in on the back. I, I, I like films that are kind of like period pieces that give mm-hmm. glimpses into that world during that time. People who actually did research, like Quentin Tarantino actually did his research. That's, that's one of the things I appreciate about, appreciate about Quentin Tarantino. He does he really does his research when he makes his movies. Okay. Um, and that, that really comes through in this film. But if you're really not into that type of filmmaking, then it's not something that... Okay, so as big Tarantino fans, we all know that this is... Uh-uh. Probably half and half and half on him. It's films I like. I like my other films. I don't. Eh, he's okay, but um, this is his ninth movie, and he said he's more than likely he's going to stop after his tenth movie. So, with his tenth movie, would you want to see? Because he's supposed to be in yes, Tosser, I would like right? to see Kill Bill Volume Three when it's based around the uh, yes the, the little girl. I'd love to K-Bucks. see that. I've been that, waiting for that for years. In fact, he's even said he's. But then they were talking about that shit when Kill Bill Volume Two came out. No, yeah, but he said were. he's recently had talks with Uma Thurman. They even talked. It just hasn't been greenlit yet because you know it's a, it was a Weinstein film. So yeah, you know just the whole aspect of it. But once that things gets cleared up, maybe or may not they may, yeah. may not be. Plus, able to, plus, it came out that he was like abusing Uma Thurman. So yeah. that, yeah, that's like something that they would have to patch up. He yeah, spit yeah, her yeah. face or something. Yeah, yeah, but he said he recently saw that Uma Thurman. She's open to the idea, and it's going to be based around the little black girl that was Vivica A. Fox's character. Yeah, they need to cast like Shadidi to play her or something. Yeah, so it's that movie. It's um. Shit, might as well just get Zendaya now. Yeah, it's the <laughs> it's the Zorro. I'll be okay with it's that. It's the Zorro Jenga movie that we talked about a while, a long time I ago. I would really like to see that. Film. Yeah, and that's actually and Gerard Carmack was actually writing the screenplay for it. Him mm-hmm. and um. He kind of say he writes it. He gives it to Quentin Tarantino. He gives some notes back like, on it. I feel like they missed the opportunity to do a Django, like a Zorro film. Like really, mm-hmm. I think Jamie Foxx isn't that same actor he was in Django, and like they missed that wave where Django was like super hot to really capitalize off that. At least that's how I feel. I, I feel like uh, Tarantino is at the point now where. He can do the last Kill Bill, but like any any other any other film concept, he can give to somebody else and just produce it. Yeah, yeah I feel like it, where like where he is like as but a dir- like as a director. I mean, but he's also in talks to direct the uh, the new Star Trek movie, and he said if he does that, that's for sure going to be his last movie. If he gets to do Star, I would Trek. rather him, I would honestly just rather him produce it. I like I like I would rather there there be films that are Quentin Tarantino esque than just Quentin Tarantino. Kind of like featuring Quentin Tarantino than just like Tarantino. He's, he's out of his prime. It's time to hang it up. Yeah, like yeah. He, he is, his style is very indie and let your legacy mm-hmm. speak for itself. You can't you can't really do indie after a certain age. The indie style just it doesn't. So you want to? So you want Volume Three too? If you had, for his last movie, I can go either if you way. Had, if you had to pick, if I had to pick, I feel like Kill Bill Volume Three would make more sense. But me personally, I would really like a Zero Django because. Really if uh, if Carmichael is writing that, then then more like then more likely he's going to be produ- he's he's yeah, going to be producing like his his flavor is going to be on it. Yeah, but it, Tarantino could be like, well, it's not really my film per se. Just so, kind of like, kind of like right, it would be like co-written, and then Tarantino still directed. Like like how how they yeah, did um Death Proof, Death Proof in a uh, Planet Planeter, where Planet it wasn't yeah. this, like will be like uh, Robert Rodriguez will produce his film, and then Tarantino will produce the other film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, like, that shit was fine. Like him doing that with other people, I feel like it will be will be. Great. I would rather see that because I don't want because like I still want to see Tarantino esque films. Like I feel like you know his his directing style I really like. So seeing his flavor with other producers, I feel where's other the, directors. Where's the great. next Machete movie? Machete, Machete kills, bro. That's what we need. That's what the streets need. But Dre, what do you want? 
to see. Uh, if anything, Kill Bill. Like, if you had to pick it up three, Kill Bill. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can care less about Star Trek. Like the Star yeah. Trek reboots, in my opinion, they were kind of fine. The first one was good, and then they just kind of fell off. They kind of fell off after that, but the second one is still like it's still watchable. And then I don't remember the third one. They made a third one. I think so. Doesn't the third one? Didn't the third one have um? Which one had Jada Pinkett Smith? Oh, did I shit? Did I watch the third one? <laughs> one, of them, one of them had Idris Elba. Or did they? They did. And then one of them had that other guy, Fassbender. No, Cumberbatch, Benedict Cumber. Cumberbatch. I don't know. Come quiet. Stop making Cucumber. Star Trek movies. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I was. I haven't watched any of the Star Trek movies. The first I heard one, the first one was good. First one is good. And the first one's really Watch good. the first one. Second two. Mm. Isn't but, the first one made by J.J. Abrams? Yeah, but it's actually mm. a good movie. Go watch that one. This is better than the Star Wars movie you made. Uh, it's more original, even though it's still like a Star Trek thing. It's yeah, it's the Star not, Wars movie it's not he the made. First just, Star Wars movie. Yeah, the Star Wars movie he made is just and repurposed. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. I enjoyed the first Star Trek movie a lot. Yeah, I really liked it. I also okay. set the record for like the most I think flares in a movie ever. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Yeah. Um, did you guys get a chance to see the, the uh, Queen and Slim trailer or the Don't Let Go trailer? I saw a Queen and Slim trailer. It looks interesting, but it's either going to end with them dead or them. It's literally just black uh, Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. It's up in a new age. Oh, I think from the trailer we get something happened with a cop. They get a killing a cop and now they're on the run. They kill a cop on accident. A cop like, oh, illegally damn, stops them. They kill him on accident and then they just <clears throat> go on the run. I think it's like this is their first date too. Mm-hmm. And it looked interesting, but I'm just like. And all the black people are rooting for them. It either looks like it's going to end with them dead, which I don't want to see. Or it's going to end with them somehow escaping the law. To Cuba. Which I don't want to see. I feel like it's either they're going to get it, really like really nail it on the head, or they're going to completely drop the ball. No, it was being made by Lena Waithe, that one in particular. So. Uh, I, can, I can wait for that one to come out on yeah. TV. <laughs> but, uh, I can I can wait I can wait for, I can wait for other people to see it. I'll wait for the reviews. Speaking of Lena Waithe, she just signed an uh, Amazon video deal. For like the next two years, it would produce TV shows and movies. Which and she, the first movie was like a horror series called They. Yeah. Which is like, all right, is this like a spinoff of us? Uh, all right, cool. The original content. Funny, yeah, it's like we're going for, <laughs> we're going for that that aesthetic. That's yeah. what we want. But uh, did y'all see the Don't Let Go trailer? No. Okay, that one is from the same producers of uh, Get Out. And the premise is essentially, it's the. Like, did y'all see um did y'all ever watch She's Gotta Have It? No. Nope. All right. Did well, we talk about that getting canceled? Yeah. Well, it got canceled. Yeah, it got canceled. Throwing that out there. But um anyway, one of the guys from She's Gotta Have It too. And uh the little girl, she's actually in Euphoria. This little sister from Euphoria. Yeah, she was in the wrinkling time. And she's also in the wrinkling time. Anyway, essentially, he plays the the main the guy, he basically plays the uncle. And he's on the phone as he hears his niece get killed. Oh, and someone wait. breaks in. I did see the yeah, someone breaks that. into the house. I heard it's really good, yeah, actually. Yeah, someone breaks into the house and, he, and his niece gets killed. And he goes into this whole fit of depression. Then somehow, some way, like two weeks later, he gets a call from his niece. And she's reliving the thing. Except she's in the past and he's living two weeks in the future. So he knows everything that's going to happen. So he's on the phone trying to coach her through not dying. 
I think it's just not her. It's just she didn't just die. I think her di- she died. Her, her dad died. Her mom died. I think it was something like that. Um, it, go check out the trailer. It looks very very interesting. And like, again, it's like an all black cast, so it's just like cool. This is one of those like okay, it's one of those like not, not to say time travel movies, but we really don't know. Just like I say, just watch the trailer. It's in our. I hope not, because with time travel movies, they always try and stress the fact that you can't change shit. Yeah. Which I don't help is end up being like a whole movie. The whole movie is him hearing his niece die five times. I'm not really trying to see that. Yeah, you might as well watch that but movie it's like on a, Netflix. It was like, but it's like in the same sense, it's like a thriller. So like you see the same thing. You see her trying to work through these problems and him on the phone trying to like coach her through it and everything. It's, it seems it seems very, it's a very interesting concept. Does that pique your interest at all? Mm. Not really. Not really. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Well, good, good. It's just, you know. Yeah. I'm I'm a little over time travel. Anybody been watching those Amazon Prime shows? Like The Boys? I've heard good things about The Boys. I want to get into The Boys. I haven't used my Amazon Prime video for shit, but I've, I've been thinking about watching it. They have to watch Mr. Robot. That's yeah, they have a, they actually have a decent selection depending on what kind of movies you're into. Like yeah. if you if you have a broad if you have a broad spectrum of movies, then yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Their series, I've watched Two shows. I, uh, I watched Handmaid's this. Tale. That's Hulu. That's Hulu. That's oh, that is Hulu. Shit. You uncultured swine. <laughs> yeah, I, the, Man, I, I haven't watched the, the only shit, show so. I've watched was um, uh, I forget. It's like the guy with it's like Fred Armisen and um, Who? you watch Saturday Night Live. The guy, you know, Portlandia. Damn. Never mind. So I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> and then the other person was uh, Meyer. It was my Rudolph and Fred Armisen. They're in the show, but if you don't know who they are, then the I next Meyer Rudolph is, is. No, if, if, yeah. If you're not, if you don't, if you don't watch any of those things, then it doesn't matter. Oh well, damn, that's crazy. Did you guys watch Euphoria? Oh, you say you haven't seen Euphoria yet, right? No, I'm actually gonna start binging it tonight. So I'd prefer if it wasn't spoiled. Yeah, Something? I still got like four episodes to watch. <laughs> We can cap on that next. Yeah, next time. Next time our, our, our euphoria review. Okay. All I can say is my high school was not like that. Yeah, niggas was just shooting dice in the bathroom. In my high school, those kids doing pills and shit. But I also went to a white high school. Yeah, until black. High yeah, school. we had the black high school, white high school. Uh, people shooting dice, and smoking weed in the bathrooms. They had to take the doors off of the of the stalls because they were fucking in there. No, people using them as weapons. Oh yeah, we also had to in all of Chatham County. You had to have mesh book, mesh or clear book bags because they were afraid of people bringing guns to school. And oh. our junior senior year, we had to walk through metal detectors. Time is cyclical. Crazy, right? In the black high schools, they have metal detectors because they're scared of kids bringing guns. But this is not a political podcast, right? <clears throat> or a Walmart. Damn, we couldn't even get the bulletproof book bags because our shits had to be mesh. But yeah. <laughs> you hate to see it. Well, uh, anybody got anything else before you wrap? Mm. I missed you guys. I was re- I was in DC. Like, oh man, how was that trip? It was great. I got really drunk. We saw. Yeah. Yeah. Like, right, was... bro, who? Somebody take this nigga's phone. What is he tweeting about? Yeah. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of drunk tweets. <laughs> um, if, you follow, if you follow me on Instagram, you saw. I remember college. A lot of shit. <laughs> drunk, yeah, drunk, yeah. drunk tweeting. Yeah, yeah, fam. Uh, yeah, I'm moving to DC, so eventually we're gonna figure out how to make this podcast work. Just when are you moving to DC? Uh, probably like next year. Oh. I'm going. I'm putting that in the air now. Are you excited about it? Like moving? Yeah, I love DC. 
Okay. I love it. It is like a uh, a confirmation. It's like, no, oh, I love it. I like Atlanta a lot more than I thought I would before I moved here. But it's more of like a... Trust me. I get it. It's like, it's like being, Lisa is like, yeah, this is... Not to say this is where I'm meant to be, but it's like... I miss being up here. To be honest, I've always I've always known you to be a DC more of a DC person than a Savannah person. (laughs) Somehow, I mean that's how you met you met me when I was in DC. So yeah, yeah. This nigga was wearing phone posits and New Balances. Well, what up, Mo? Speaking about moving, I'm moving in October. Um, October what? I'm not sure what the exact date is. I know my last episode, I guess, on the podcast, I'll probably be near the end of September. Um, it's been a real fun ride. Pull one out. We'll pull one out when we get there. But yes, do you have any uh, controversial truths that you needed to get out? Yeah, you can go ahead and let one air each episode from yeah. this point forward. I'm actually, the last episode is going to be the Z episode. Okay. Gonna, any show, any album, anything you want to talk about. Jeffrey Epstein dying was definitely an inside job. There are <laughs> right. way too many people that he was about to flip on for him to be on Suicide Watch and still Dog, die at suicide. <laughs> mad <laughs> convenient, right? <laughs> they took everything away. It's crazy. They that, could possibly commit suicide with him. Somehow you still It's die crazy that a billionaire in solitary confinement can still c- commit suicide. How are you going to end up with a gunshot? How are you on Suicide Watch and die from suicide? Fam. Math doesn't add up. The, cr- the crazy thing about this thing is a billionaire, right? Mm hmm. Okay, so you so you can't be a pedophile in America. So he went and bought his own island, and then on his own island, he built a dungeon to keep these children in. What the fuck? He had a lot of powerful friends who were definitely with him on that island, and the fact that he committed suicide, quote unquote, I'm not buying it. Yeah, shit like that uh, happens way too often. Like that's my universal truth for this episode. Okay, open your eyes, yeah, America. That's that's not even controversial. That's just blatant. Yeah. <laughs> Start off a light, ease him into it. <laughs> ease him into it. You gonna have a whole hotep episode? <laughs> I'm not nobody, a hotep. I'm nobody a, knew that I was actually a hotep. <laughs> <laughs> like, nobody actually knew. I'm not a hotep, but I believe almost any conspiracy theory. You tell me. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I couldn't. I believe I don't all trust conspiracy these theories in the government. because there's no point in not believing them. Yeah. You might as well go for it because if it ever happens, you'll be like, ah, I, I told, told y'all you. niggas. <laughs> y'all niggas. Nothing is more satisfying than told y'all niggas. Because if, if it doesn't happen, then <laughs> okay. what the fuck? Niggas. Nobody's going to throw that in your face. Yeah. Oh, you remember when we found out the world wasn't flat? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you remember when you said George Bush did 9-11, but he didn't actually do 9-11? No. Like, okay, I don't well, remember that shit. That's good then. All right. Good for him. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, anything else? No. Well, yeah, this has been episode 34 of the 3 Piece Set Podcast. As always, you can follow me at Speedwagon X. Also, you can check me out on YouTube at Sunny Chiefa. Mm-hmm. Subscribe to my man. Yeah. But you should also subscribe to us at 3 Piece Set Podcast on YouTube. Whatever. Whatever. Follow us on Twitter at 3 Piece Set Pod, IG 3 Piece Set Pod. Josh, where can we find you? I know Jones everywhere. Zenwa, where can we find you? Find me at Twitter at underscore spirit gun. And Ash, where are you located? Uh, Ash underscore duh underscore stampede on Twitter. A underscore sun 10 everywhere else. We in this bitch. As always, it's your favorite bi-weekly podcast. Yes, sir. And it's been a no, it's good production. No, it's good.